Okay, I have a better idea. All right. Uh, so this is going to actually lead right into some Hennig discussion. Okay. It'll, I'll explain why. And then maybe we'll loop our way As in Allison Hennig? No, Amy Hennig. Oh, okay. The creative director of Naughty Dog's okay. Greatest Hits, pretty okay. much. So but, not um, the American Pie Girl with the flute. Did you see the thing about Nintendo's new system today? Brittany told me there was something big, and I went, oh, like the mini Nest or something? It's like, no, like the new system. Yeah. It's like, oh, crazy, and then I didn't look up anything about it. So Do you want me to you can tell play me. you a video? You don't need sound. Are you able to see this? This okay. will just give you an idea. This is what I watched without sound this morning on the way to work. So. All right, so there's this guy here. He's got his game machine. Yep. <clears throat> He's playing some of the Skyward Sword or something. <laughs> yeah. Just the art style looks a little exaggerated. He's got a dog, which doesn't that doesn't relate to what I'm about. Wait, it's called the Nintendo Switch? Yeah. Dope. Because it's switched. See? The transferring. I hate this guy. Yeah, I don't like this guy either. Don't <laughs> I worry. I hate who they think I am. He's not in it much longer. Okay. It goes between a diff- bunch of different demographics. Okay. Although I think he's in it for a bit longer. <laughs> Man... So little cartridges. Okay, this is someone else. He's like, hey, I have this system too. Now I'm going to bring it on the plane and play and it. And prop right it here. up here and just, you know, have some fun playing yep, some... Skyrim. Skyrim? Yeah. Oh, Skyrim Remastered's coming to this thing? Probably. Look how much leg room he has. That's no way. First class. Yeah. How did this young guy get first class? I mean, what? He, he has a switch before it's out, so... <sighs> Whatever. Yeah. Why is this, like, five-year-old game that... Okay. Things I like, though. Yeah. I do like the switching between the TV and then, like, oh, I gotta go to work. I'm gonna take this with me and finish it up or something on the bus. That's fine. Yeah, okay. The only thing that looks weird about that to me is that it's, like, this big, (laughs) which is kind of weird. Is it too big? It might be. Okay. How there's, like... The two handles. Yeah. And then, like, you can give one to a person and they turn it like a Wiimote and use it. So it's this actually This is like a miniature Wiimote yeah. that they're playing? Okay. So, like... So it's got two little grips that are each uh, standalone, right. capable, sure. controlling... It's like two Wiimotes, say, right? Okay. Each with a single analog stick. Yeah, I think them. so. And then they can turn it. Okay. Ah, so, okay, so I guess for commuting, which is a big thing in Japan especially, but also, you know, but like train travel and all that kind of stuff, so I guess that makes sense. And, you know, sure, traveling with your portable console. Yeah. But, ah, I don't know, like, it kind of does seem a bit of a, like, the games that are designed for being good on the go aren't necess- like Skyrim if I'm just gonna continue to play Skyrim and be in a Skyrim like fantasy cloud all the time like that doesn't seem right feasible uh-huh. so 
Plus, I mean, obviously battery life and all these kind of things come into, like, how much can you really do on See, one thing? I'm wondering about that, because, first of all, the battery thing, right? Mm-hmm. You're powering this, like, I, br- bright screen. Yeah. Like, does it get hot? Does it yeah. explode like a phone does? <laughs> yeah. Can, can, it, did that airplane scenario in the video, like, that can't happen. Like, no. these are going to be outlawed. You yeah. can't have that. Didn't you see what happened to the Galaxy Note 7? I know. Yeah, no, you can't be carrying crazy batteries yes. around with you. They're going right. to explode. So, yeah, I don't know. Obviously, that that's, like, that'll be sorted out once it's actually here. Just that seems like a point of concern. I think what kills it, too, <sighs> is um, but <clears throat> if it needs to speak with the cloud at all, it's yeah. dead. Because Was that's it? what the PlayStation... Oh. thing was right the vita the cross play oh when it's you needed uh, to be connected which is why they had the vitas that had the 3g connection oh sure like the few times like one or two times i ever Tried. made my vita like forward whatever was happening on the playstation so yeah. i could play it i was doing that with like a chess game and it worked fine yeah it's like a turn-based would you ever do that with like skyrim though uh, there's no way not not unless it doesn't need that kind of leggy stuff like yeah unless it's just like now it's effectively a 3ds and it's just on here now yeah and it's coming from here well i think what the difference is is that the game looks like it loads into the screen that you will take with you as well because that screen yeah, is like that weird system. slide yeah. like you have to go i'm switching now and then head out. I kind of we didn't. I didn't see it with audio, so I wonder if there is some cool sound effect or something once it pops in there. Oh, I'm sure. But yeah, yeah. did they have headphones ever during any of that? Like, yeah. dude on the airplane, yeah. he had okay because it's just like I'm going to be the worst person on this airplane and just play Legend of Zelda here. Or yeah, whatever, and just, no, there's a 3.5 millimeter. Up, okay, Jack. Yeah, All and right. they actually show him plugging it in. So Nintendo Switch. That's just what it's called. Yeah, I guess just have to get. Because, obviously, I guess, yeah, why would it be called NX? That's dumb. It's just placeholder numbers. I mean... It was never going to be called that. The but. revolution should have stayed as such. Sure. But... Where's Nintendo on? I kind of like NX better than Switch. Hmm. I, okay. It is it is super petty and dumb, but just in that big video pitch thing, like, sincerely, I don't like how narrow the body types of the people we were seeing okay. were. It was pissing me off a little bit. It was just like, we're hip and happening, cool, super fit people, and we're playing video games all the time. It's right. like, those are mutually exclusive. You can't be playing as hard as you need to play and look like that. <laughs> and you, you're not playing basketball for real and then loading up basketball you're video not, games. You're not like, playing Skyrim. These video like games that. are for people who wish they could play basketball as well as you can. Like, just right. keep doing what you're doing, LeBron. I'm going to be pretending over here. I do like the this whole, is like, fantasy. oh, this is better. Like, yeah, well, no, they're all gathering around a picnic table, and they're all just like, wait, this is way more fun somehow. Like, the looks on their faces just seem crazy. Like, ah. Or, yeah, who takes a break from basketball to play more basketball? But yeah. I guess it's a... That's ads. They don't represent reality. No. But just, I don't know. I, I relate not at all with, like, dude with giant living room and, like, giant dog and just being like, oh, I gotta go out into this massive field near my house. I will continue to play. Well, he has to walk his dog. I gotta walk my dog. And it's like, all right. I, I don't know. I don't have a dog. Yeah. Ugh. I Not that that makes... Ah, whatever. This yeah. is for people who own dogs. You don't need Nintendo dogs anymore. You got a real dog. Yeah. Now you can play real games like Skyrim. Yeah. I find it weird that Skyrim was like there because it's a five-year-old game. Yeah. But I guess it was like a big, serious game that was on every other platform. So Nintendo... And it's coming back. 
Yeah, it is coming back shortly. So, so yeah. Come March 2017, you can get it again, again on the Nintendo Switch and finally play it on the plane. The way it's meant to be played. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. So, the Wii U, I guess they're just... It's over. Yeah, they're poo-pooing. It was... Yeah, that thing... I I was there day one, got that thing, so... So what about backwards compatibility? It's probably going to be the same as the Wii to the Wii U. Well, they were showing it. Splatoon and stuff, right? Yeah. So it's like, that doesn't imply Splatoon 2. It's just, no, this is just Splatoon. I wasn't even sure if that Mario game we were seeing, that could have been 3D like, World or when something. When he loaded the game, it was like a little DS cartridge. Oh, how, yeah. How are they going to put a CD in? Unless the, like, docking station has a CD thing? Hmm. Because... I don't know. There's yeah. a lot I don't know from the silent video. Um, was yeah. there a Nintendo Direct to accompany this? To kind of explain... Um, maybe. This happened at 7 in the morning. Okay. So... So you would have been up. <laughs> I would have still been up, but I would have been busy doing some other, like, cinema stuff. Uh-huh. Cin- cinema, cinema. So we, we don't need to back into that already so it's okay okay Okay. uh yeah like okay what is it breath of the wind breath of the wild wild Wild. breath of the wild yeah yeah yeah. that mistake keeps happening because wind waker probably probably just this like association with people yeah um i don't know sorry not to like harp on it but i are you just that's how ads are everybody looks like this or did that bother you at all okay no I don't know. There was, like, one dude who was on one of the Splatoon teams that had, like, a beard and was kind of wearing a jacket, and it's just like, that guy looks like a real person that would play video sure. games. These people were hired to pretend to care. Oh, totally. Like, some of them. Maybe some of them are just like, no, whatever, they're just I mean, taking care of themselves, and it's like, oh, okay, I well. bet that guy was hired <laughs> to pretend. Oh, probably. Yeah. Sure, but that's better casting, as far as I'm concerned. Sure. But that's just self-loathing, speaking, so don't worry about it. It's fine. I don't, I, I don't, don't worry care about anything. Much. I have this uh, Fitbit. I don't really know why I have it guilt machines so right right just i think more is just the kind of games that were on display uh, maybe barring basketball like it's like here's a 120 hour elder scrolls game here's the new zelda game which is supposed to be just big and sprawling and crazy these aren't really active lifestyle games right was my kind of i mean that's fair it just seems like these are for sitting on the couch so this first part makes sense, and then it's just like, I'm going to go out and about and do things. And it's like, well, I guess you could take this with you, but isn't this like a long, involved quests and stuff? Like, this just wouldn't work very well. Yeah. But maybe there's like some quick 3DS style just going to sleep mode thing, and you just resume oh, right where you were kind of style. That's actually a good point, because like, you know how when you get an iPad, right? Yeah. They usually recommend that you get like a cover, a sleeve like for just it. Slap that over there because that'll usually just like when the little sensor shows that there's no more light coming in, it just, just shuts the screen off or yeah. whatever. Or just 3ds close it. What's their solution gonna be? Maybe there's some toggle thing or on it, or like this, right? Like on your phone, yeah, where you just like push the button to to put it to sleep. Yeah, that's probably the case, but ah, uh, I don't know. I just don't know that I'm ready for a new Nintendo system personally. Okay, just as a three, like a Wii U adopter, it's just kind of. This is a short three-year generation or something where they kind of didn't yeah, make good. I don't know. I, mean, I don't feel that burned by it. Like, I bought a couple games and had a decent time, but it's definitely not a console that sees a lot of use for me, so... I mean, I'm in. Okay. Because, 
and this is what I was saying to some people, yeah. is that the new Legend of Zelda will only be on that. No, I think it's on Wii U as well. Is it really? That's my understanding. That That's what they had been saying. So okay. unless they're just so. like, we're torching that old way of okay. not doing that. Well, it's then, straight up GameCube to Wii, like okay. the bridging Twilight Princess it's, game. Right, right. Okay. So if they do that, then yeah, like I don't care. Okay. I do want to play Breath of the Wild really bad. <laughs> So. I, I hope it's like I haven't looked at too much of it. I just am generally on board with new Zelda games. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, it's, mean, I mean, I have my Wii U out there. Like it's a thing that still gets played. So like the presumption would be like it's post Link Between Worlds, so they're probably gonna apply some of the lessons learned there to yeah. this one. So yeah, it's just I more freeform so. and open and stuff. And they've been looking at Western games like Skyrim for probably. points of inspiration. And yeah, stuff. yeah. So, I'm generally on board with that, and hey, if it if it eventually necessitates picking up the Nintendo Switch, sure. I just, I don't know. See, I want to hear from the Rocco Bodies and the Jeff Gertzmans, the, like, you know, the gamers out there that right. I trust and know, not these weird actor people that they found <laughs> at some Los Angeles casting place. I don't know who they are. My biggest problem with it is that, like, I think the Nintendo first party stuff is going to be fine. Because yeah. they always design based on, like, their own specifications for games. Mm-hmm. But, like, you start getting third-party stuff in there. I think there's going to be, like, frame rate drop when you go onto the smaller screen. There's going to just be, like, yeah, shittier. Yeah, just with how weird it is, it's yeah. not going to be optimized. Uh, presumably. I, I don't I'm know. I'm guessing it won't be. But I have no faith in third-party developers at all for Nintendo systems, because they never have put f- Well, it's just been so long. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, looking for Nintendo to be the one game machine always seems to be like, no, you're not, that's not going to be the thing. It's always a secondary, like, incredible software is going to come out here, so if you want all of it, you need to have one of these around. Yeah. But, yeah, for the the one place to go for all the major stuff, that's never, that's never the thing. Yeah. But, I don't know. I'm, I'm, yeah, used to just having many machines plugged in that provide video games. I'm used to being disappointed. Oh, I don't even look for it though. I'm no. never I'm never like, "Oh, sweet. I can't wait to play the new Arkham game on Nintendo." It's like, "No, don't right. ever assume that. It's fine. It yeah. wouldn't happen." But yeah, it's uh What about this Lego Dimensions? I have I have tuned out of the world of Lego so completely. Like I know there's just there's so many video games at this point that they just have their own rack at Toys R Us now, but yeah, I I don't really look too into like there was a Hobbit game right. There's just Lego the Hobbit, wasn't that real? Yep, there was. And then Lego Dimensions is their weird kind of like Disney Infinity style. Just everything can be in it. You saw this right? I saw the screenshot, like the the po- okay. Sorry, the, I saw the Red Dead Redemption two yeah. uh, teaser twit pick image or whatever on uh on the internet so it was like oh, okay they've confirmed another one of those i th- i, I kind of hoped they would come up with another r word to put in it yeah other than just uh, it's the one you liked it's the two it's the second of what those what would the word be i don't like retribution i don't know like just come up with yeah some... yeah retribution's good actually red but... dead revenge i don't know yeah okay <laughs> just, but it's all revenge anyway but yeah. just whoa this one's hardcore it's red dead revenge but no, just Red Dead Redemption 2. Yep. Those turkeys look pretty good, so, you know. Hey, there's fire. There's a man with a hat. 
It's been kind of making me want to go back and play the other one. I did that uh, like two years ago. Yeah. On, uh, like I picked up the PS3 version. I'd previously played the 360 version. Oh, wow. Fall 2017. So there yeah. you go. I was actually wondering about Rockstar just more generally because I was listening to some older podcasts where they were talking about Grand Theft Auto V. Uh-huh. I was just like, has there been any major no. Rockstar release since Grand Theft Auto V? Because that was, that was years ago. No. I and then it's just, there no, there hasn't. So now it's about time that something came out. I would have preferred Red Dead Redemption just coming to PC as the big announcement. <laughs> They're just like, we finally did it, okay? Yeah. We finally ported it. You yeah. heard about it. You heard it was pretty good. It's, it's coming Because I don't think I need another one. I would just play that again. I, yeah, I mean, I obviously have some questions about when is it set. Like, uh, the last game was set right at the end of the Old West kind of thing. Like, it was like early 1900s. Right. So it was like, this way of life is over now. So did they just move it back in time? It's like, it's 1882. It's still happening. We got we got outlaws and all that rad stuff. Come on, come on and play the new one. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just saw a silent trailer again. This is the weirdest way to, like, learn of these things. Yeah. But I'd previously just seen a red image and just been like, oh, okay. I'm sure that they should do that. That last game was really well regarded and was good. So yeah. I wouldn't mind more of that. But yeah, Rockstar. This is their p- first post Leslie Benzies game. Okay. So what does that mean? Uh, I don't know. Neither do I. More money for other people. Oh sure, yeah. He's just this big siphon at the top of the food chain, just devouring. I think money. he was. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've heard he was actually kind of the guy getting getting things done over there. Yeah. So that's that's kind of been the way it's been characterized, but. He was. I think he was also the guy, though, that was like, yo, online is really sweet. We should have a sweet online mode and milk it for all it's worth for years. So, yeah, GTA Online is his fault. Yeah. Um, and all that mountain of money that Rockstar swims in every day, that is also his fault. So People <sighs> in know. my little social circle online have been playing that game again online. GTA Online? And they keep, like, adding me in their talks about it. It's like, you're not going to get me to play with I- you. Yeah, so. I had yeah two versions of that game and just did not spend much time with the online because it's not what I want at all. So right. I don't know. Just uh, did you ever see the heists that they added? No. Yeah, it sucks. Okay. <laughs> I I don't doubt they've been doing something for the last three years. Actually, but... you know what the best time I had online was mm-hmm. was I was playing with uh, Hank and like one night we just like when it came out actually. We both installed it, and, like, I just rode as passengers. He drove really fast around, like, the city, mm. and that was it. <laughs> like, that was our whole set. That kind of hub city, like, just robbing convenience stores was the most fun I had yeah. just doing that. And then, I don't know, I just kind of, like, it would, it would just seem really hit or miss with, like, the actual modes, like, the activities. It would be like, well, that was crazy fun. That was, like, a boat race or something. And then it would just be... Uh, some deathmatch or something, and it wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't really be... Like, to be fair, I spent not much time, like five hours or something, all told, playing GTA Online, so I don't know where it went, but... Yeah. I just didn't really care to find out. Uh, but Red Dead Redemption had a fairly... Ex- I feel like a lot of that GTA Online stuff came from Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. Like, it had the open world, and you could go and posse up, and yeah. go do some, like, raids on... Uh, like bandit strongholds and stuff like that. Like oh, I yeah. probably ended up playing that more 
online than uh, GTA. But I yeah. don't know. I yeah. I just you know there was the one image. There was a bunch of different dudes on horses. It seems there's some sort of posse thing that almost seemed to imply online stuff right there. Like that first image just has like a bunch of dudes on the horizon. Yeah. So they're not like singling out one. This is your main character. This is our John Marston equivalent. I think it could be fun having a posse. Yeah. But I don't know at the same time. I guess it depends what they have you do. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Rockstar generally has a high, high quality in their open worlds and stuff like that. So sure. I'm I'm generally on board, but I, I haven't been, uh, chomping at the bit for for more exactly but uh, yeah no I'm but yeah i mean i've played i've played through that that red dead redemption twice um that has a good ending it's got like it it's mindfully closes out its story which yeah. is pretty cool i played that undead nightmare that's probably one of my favorites i forget if i've ever completed all of it i okay. think i finally did but it's hard to say like there was no moment i could pin that it's was very the end green. of the game it's very green. Yeah. The menus and everything, too. Yeah. Just sickly. Yeah. Uh, I remember there was Sasquatch, and it was really sad. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Molotovs weren't yeah. there burning. Yeah, just killing zombies. I, I played that twice, too, but I don't know if I finished it either time. When was the last time you played Red Dead Redemption? 2014, I think. Okay. Like yeah, it was it was only two two three years ago. Maybe maybe twenty thirteen. Because I do late twenty thirteen. I remember it being good. Yeah. But I I felt most of its qualities were still there. There was some there was some stuff in the the closing chapters that felt less uh, like oh this isn't as fleshed out as I thought it was. Like the very final mission, it wasn't as like elaborate as I thought it was. Yeah. But um, it still has a good like. That's the thing. Actually, that's the thing. I guess it's been years, so I can sort of say, like, there's somebody you want to kill very badly, yeah. and you go and kill him. But I felt that was a thing that GTA Five kind of revealed, too, where it was like, oh, wait, this character is never present in the game while you're playing. Okay. It's kind of just this cutscene man that appears and is a total asshole to you, yeah. and then disappears and then back into cutscene world, like, out of, he just leaves. So you're never just like, well, I hate that guy. And I want to kill him. The game doesn't let you do that until a prearranged time where it's now that's what the story is kind of thing. Right. I still felt Red Dead did it better in that you actually pull the trigger a billion times and kill that guy. Yeah. Whereas GTA V has this total dipshit asshole businessman that's like taunting you for most of the game. Yeah. And it's like, I just want to end him and everyone he knows. This is all I care about. Like, right. I I don't care if it's Trevor, Michael, or Franklin. That guy needs to die right now. Yeah. And then it's a cutscene. Like, you yeah. throw him in a trunk and throw him off a cliff or something, but they do it. I don't do it. Did you ever? And that was weird. Did you ever finish uh, Call of Duty: Modern Warfare Three? No, I only played. Okay, yeah, I only played the first two. In the Do you Modern mind Warfare. if I like talk about the end? Go ahead, because okay. uh, I know they're fast-paced roller coasters, and I could conceivably play it, but yeah. it's been years at this point. So, so the big like guy that's been orchestrating all these terrorist attacks and shit like that, right? Yeah, like he keeps For three games now. He keeps like getting away or whatever. Yeah. So at the end of three. It's just, like, the best fan service because you play as Captain Price, just, like, with a team, okay. storming his fucking place, and then just, like, choking the life out of him. Okay. And you're like, yes. So they, they let you... It's like mash A to kill. Okay. 
You're like, it's almost oh. like the God of War, like, smashing Zeus's face or whatever, but it's like, I want to do that, yeah. so it's a video game, let me do that, yeah. don't, don't be, like, coy about it. Let me play the biggest badass in here and kill this piece of shit, like, with my hands. Because you successfully made me angry at him, so yeah. why would you not capitalize on it's that? It's so good. Okay. <laughs> it's so good. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. I wasn't sure if you were going to say something positive or something negative about Modern Warfare 3. Okay. Okay. So it doesn't pull that shit. It just it does. No, it's like, no, you're going to get your, like, you're going to get to finish this. Yeah. Finish the fight is what they say, I guess. Yeah, it's just something about, like, not being, like, they emotionally invest you in something and then just don't really let you finish it off yourself. It's just, I don't know. Trying to, I'm trying to stand this and just like, Dark Souls doesn't do that or something, but you're killing the monsters with your own actions when they're, you know, they're sure. There. But the, I don't feel that game ever really develops like, like there's the opening cutscene where they're like, here's the five grave lords and they're, they're crazy. Right. You're going to want to look out for those guys. And it's just like, <laughs> I actually had a bit of an experience where I felt like the, the grave lord that looked the most hardcore and most badass in that intro yeah. was Nito for me. Okay. He's like that is he's made of skulls. He looks crazy, and then he was the first one you fight. Yeah, which seems so weirdly like anticlimactic to me. And it's like, oh, and then the final guy is the Ice King from Adventure Time. Okay, weird. I don't remember. Like that. he he's the oh, what is it? Gwil Gwyn Gwyn yeah, yeah Firekeeper Gwyn or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But he's just got this like big white beard, You're and right. he's in this like. It's not, it's ash, it's not snow, but it just looks like this snow castle. Yeah. And he's just there with his sword, and it's just like, this is the lamest well, final guy. Yeah. Like, okay. But, like, his backstory is, like, amazing for that character. You should for, look into his... Okay, okay. Yeah. You should look into why he's there. Why he's like, doing what he's doing. Yeah. Okay. So, so Dark Souls, so I guess I'll just elaborate on all my, my Souls time. Yeah. Um... So I, I played it for 20-some hours on the PC, uh, got reasonably, like, rung the two bells and was kind of waffling around, not sure what to do next for a bit there, and then just kind of wandered away. Yeah. And then got way into achievements again with uh, Dead Rising and stuff like that. So I was just like, hey, I have the 360 version of this game. Let me just, I'll, I'll throw that in. Because yeah. at least there's a carrot on the stick here. Let's 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 go after some points. Uh, that game, it did decent with the points. At the end of All Told, I had 410 which seems like a decent, like, you played a game, you get points for playing it. Yeah. Like, but there's tons of extra stuff to do. Um, so, yeah, that that kind of motivated me to go through it all again as a different class. I was playing a Wanderer. But, uh, sorry, we were just talking about Gwyn. There, I'm trying to think if there was, like, story content I wasn't perceiving, or is it stuff NPCs are telling you? Or where would you find that kind yeah. of stuff? Some of the artifact descriptions? Yeah, and- it's a mix between reading, listening to the NPCs, watching all the cutscenes. and There's not many cutscenes. Yeah, but- and usually when there's a cutscene, it just shows, like, a monster coming out of something. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's definitely something, like, odd and melancholic about that final area yeah. beyond the gate or whatever. So there's there's certain kind of, what, what? And then I connected all, I did the, I connected all the bonfires yeah. I have to play it all again to walk away, apparently, is the other ending. I mean, Where you just if, leave. If you want to play it again. Otherwise, yeah. just look up the end. 
No, I do want to play it again. Like, I, I went, I was like, oh man, I'm like, I'm not level 93 or something now. I'm super hardcore. This is awesome. Let's play Dark Souls again. I'm just going to cakewalk this game. It's going to be so easy. I'm going to have an awesome time. New game plus. Just like killing everybody. Just, I'm going to smoke. I could probably beat this game right now. Like tonight, I'm going to, I'm just going to sit down and play this game. Got smoked. Like yeah. in Undead Berg, dudes were smoking me. And it's just like, what the, f- what is happening? And I was just reading. It's like, oh yeah, no, the whole game scales up. Yeah. It's like 25% harder than it was before or something. Yeah. It's just like, well, that is the most Dark Souls thing you could do, so that makes sense. Of course, it's not going to be fun, fun jamboree time, second yeah. time through. Why did I think that? But, yeah, it was like I got one shot by one of the guards in the, like, parish or whatever. Yeah. And it was just, like, I had a full bar health, and I just was kind of lazily fighting, because whatever, it's the first area. Who cares? Fuck these guys. And he parried me, and then just poke. Yeah. And I just saw all of it go down. I was just like... I'm gonna, I'm gonna play Demon Souls. Like yeah. I just, I just was like, I apparently can't do this. So that's why when you see people like talking on message boards about Dark Souls, they'll usually say like NG for plus new game, six plus or something. Six and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, the game keeps doing that until you've beaten it six times, and then it's the same. Then yeah. it's as easy as it was last time. Sure, but you're better, presumably. Is there a level cap, or do you just keep going? I don't know. Okay, I've never actually looked into it. Because I usually play through those the first time. One and time. move on with my life. Yeah, I mean, I was just, like, so jazzed about that game when I finished it, because I know these maps now, I know where yeah. everything is, I know the order, and I know the mechanics, and I have my cool sword and everything. I just was like, oh, this is awesome, I'm gonna have so much fun again, and it was getting smacked down like that was uh, a bit dispiriting. So, that was when I tried to go back to uh, Demon Souls, which I've been meaning to do for some time. Like, I actually rented that game when it first came out. Yeah. Uh, so I was aware that people, like, there was a, I knew there was a faction of people that were saying, like, this is incredible. Like, you need to see this. Like, GameSpot game, gave a game of the year that year and all this stuff. Like, there was, there was a certain group of people carrying a torch for that game. And I sort of perceived why when I first played it, like, I was like, okay, so you're kind of, like, going through the same area a bunch of times, and it's really challenging, and that's what makes it rewarding when you finally kill that guy or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. But I just, I, I actually, playing it again, I realized what I had done wrong. I finished the first basic area, like, I uh, killed the phalanx and the tower knight. Yeah, And yeah. then there's that, like, there's a kind of, you can't open this until you have an archdemon soul gate so okay. you can't continue in the first area anymore. So it's just like, okay, well, I guess I'll go to the second area. Uh, that's probably this one right across here at the same elevation, right. stairwise in the hub area. As so that that's the next level, right? Yeah, yeah. That is the fifth area, I believe, is my understanding. Yeah. So it was way harder. No, it's like one. I think you just go up, like left to right. Yeah, you do. Yeah. So, and this was but my first. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, well, because you can it's go all, there. It's all about, like, how many times you play the level, know what you're to expect, mm. and how decent you are, right? So, to some extent, but I feel like there's a sort of, like, a feel for, oh, this is taking way more than three or four hits per guy. Yeah. I shouldn't do this right now. The one you should actually do right after that is the one with the, like, plague stuff. Really? Yeah. W- why Because would it's, you say that? It's stupid easy. It's like the easiest one in the game. It's easier than the Which is that area? Because 
the one I was going to that I recall from years it ago. It looks like bird people. It looks like there's like But like was there like crazy tall like uh troll dudes at the bottom. kind of this like uh like there's this bog or something. Yeah, that's at that's the bottom. That's where you want to go. Oh yeah. What do you mean? It's that that was the crazy place easy. I was bouncing off of. It's like, easy though. The next place I went where I actually made it through a good chunk of it, actually all of it essentially was the uh it's like the mines. It's like a for, forge or something. It's it's where the oh yeah yeah main yeah. forge dude's brother is there. You need piercing weapons, so I mean, arrows essentially. That's, but that's honestly, a, that's like a oh this is two or three hits per guy. Honestly, this is okay. They're all kind of easy except the one it sounds like you went to, which is the Storm King's stuff. I don't know. I I it it, it might have been that weird bird people thing though. I don't know. Like, May, oh. Was it, it like it was like like shanty town like a bunch of shanties connected by bridges? Yeah. I just remember like crazy catwalks and yeah. poison. Yeah, and I I just went through all of my grass like really fast, and it just didn't have any healing at all because that game doesn't have any Estus rechargeable health no. situation or anything like that. So, which wasn't the thing that wasn't like the main thing that was like oh this doesn't have this so I can't play this anymore. It was specifically, like, there's something with the inventory system that they changed, which for me was the big thing. Because, like, in Dark Souls, it's just, I see a glowing thing over there. I want it. Yeah. Go over there. Pick it Figure up. out how to jump over there or fall correctly or yeah. whatever and pick it up. And it's like, oh, this is a giant axe. I can't even really use this with this build. Oh, well. And it's yeah. just in your general inventory. You'll never need it. You'll scroll past it. If you want to store it in a bottomless box or something, fine. Yeah. But you have it. You know okay. what it is. You yeah. have it. Demon Souls doesn't let you do that exactly. It it kind of it'll it'll it was really it was really just one thing. When you go to pick something up and you have too much stuff, it'll just say, Yeah, you can't pick this up. It doesn't tell you what it is. That was the main thing where oh, it's okay. like, okay, this sucks because what if that's what I want? Like yeah. what if it's like a better bow or something? Like I'm gonna want that. So I now need to drop, like, three things, pick up that thing, go, oh, it's a giant axe, I can't even use this. Then drop that, then pick up, like, a couple of the other things I left or whatever. Like, it's just it was just this kind of, like, this is terrible. I can't, I don't want to be doing this, like, deep in a dungeon where I finally made it over to this weird collectible and then I can't even have it. Like, that just yeah. seems to slap you in the face for no good reason. Like, you can slap me in the face, I expect it, it's a Souls game. Like, yeah. in certain ways, that's fine. But in this specific, like, no, don't, don't collect that stuff. Like, you can't, you can't actually have that. Like, that just seemed weird. Like, hmm. so I then had to go back to the hub area, talk to Thomas, the storing guy or whatever, and then give him a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Mostly it was, uh, sharpening stone, essentially. So Titanite, it was the yep. base Titanite equivalent. Yeah. Uh, cause they're just like, well, I don't know. I don't know when I'm gonna wanna buff up my weapons, so I'm just gonna keep all this with me, but it uh-huh. weighs a lot. So I'm essentially just carrying around a giant backpack full of rocks and <laughs> Yeah. Like there's a certain like real world logic to of course that's stupid, but that encumbrance in that kind of like looting and it's you versus the dungeon and the deck is stacked against you anyway, like to have it kind of not even let you do that really kind of wore me out. So Sure. I haven't written it off entirely, and maybe I'll check out this crazy bird zone next, because... Like, I'll see if I like, can find it, but yeah. The place, like, I'm remembering was, like, super dangerous. Like, it just seemed like, I can't deal with this guy. Like, you're kind of just hoping dudes fall off of the railings because they're so crazy. Like, giant trolls with big hammers or something. Like, it felt to me like I had clearly gone the wrong way when I replayed it. Because it was just like, oh... 
I shouldn't do that. And, uh, yeah, I kind of decided the experience of Dark Souls had made Demon Souls more approachable. And there, there, sure. there's something to, like, 90% of the fundamental stuff is still there. Like, the control scheme is all exactly the same, essentially. Um, yeah, like, the quick switching with weapons and through your inventory and all that kind of stuff, like, that's all still in Demon Souls. It's just the, uh, Estus flasks, the inventory stuff. And then something I really, really like about Dark Souls 1 is just the way the environment kind of folds into itself. Like, you'll just kind of walk yeah, yeah. through a door and be like, oh, weird, this is the Valley of the Drakes or something. And just, or e- exit a tunnel and be like, oh, this is, this is the New Lando or something. Like, you just kind of, is that what it's called? New Orlando, or Ar- an Orlando. An Orlando. An New o- Lando. An Orlando, yeah. Yeah. Are you, okay, so we're loading up, uh... Just a speed run, because it'll probably be easier to just find Find it. the second area? Okay. Okay. I just want to find the area I'm talking about. Okay. I think this is, might be it. Yeah, this. Hmm, this looks lower to the ground? Yeah, the stuff I was remembering was, like, crazy catwalk stuff. Yeah, I that's remember spiders. The... Oh no, you're I think the next one is the tower. Okay. The tower of I want to say Latvia, but I know it's not Latvia because okay, that's a okay. place. It's a real place. Some of the voice acting this. in Demon Souls too. Um It's the first time you meet the uh flayers, those guys, which are not. creepy as shit. I didn't go there. How far did you make it in Demon's Souls then? You played a good I chunk of it? To, I got to the final area. Oh, okay. Yeah. What made you uh, set it down? Uh, just other games? I think I was at a point where I needed to grind some stuff out just to make it like manageable for me. Oh, okay. And I was like, no. <laughs> I kind of didn't mind doing some farming in uh, Dark Souls. Like, there was some, I'm going to wear the Covetous Serpent Ring and just kill these rats over and over, like that kind of stuff, or... Uh, there's these weird kind of squid-headed serpent dudes in uh, the sc- Seath the Scaleless's dungeon. Yeah, yeah. I found it weird. Latria. Tower of Latria. That's okay. the next zone that you should go to, probably. Which is easy as well. This one. This one's easy. With these the catwalks and stuff, these guys can okay, poison well, you. I found it crazy stressful, but maybe I just didn't have any means of curing poison and I didn't know what to do. Because, I mean, yeah, this is the place. This is the place I had a horrifying time with. And this looks all crazy Blighttowny to me. It like, is. <laughs> this, I don't know. This I is think... Like, oh, plus, this guy is just rolling his way off everything. Well, because he's yeah, a speedrunner. Yeah, he's runner. a speedrunner. He knows what's going on. But I think it might be one of those things that, like... Once you know, once you know where to go, in okay. It, this level, yeah, it's like this guy here would always fuck me up, and I just be like, this is terrible. I can't beat this guy, so I just kept leaving. Oh, that, yeah, okay. Like Control. just this big tall guy on like this narrow railing just seemed like the worst combination. So I was pretty convinced. I always just ran past them. See, that sounds. I think like one a good the, idea. <laughs> I think one of the things with souls that I do is that if I don't feel like I'm up to the challenge, I run past it to see like what else. It's coming what up. else you can do, yeah. But yeah, I did that uh, mines area and uh, got that archdemon soul. Then yeah, yeah. assumed I could continue in the first area again and was having a terrible time with right. all these crazy, like... Uh, it's really whenever I was running into a red-eyed knight, it was just like, I hate this guy. Like, this guy seems as annoying as those black knights were in the early part of Dark Souls when you weren't yet ready to deal with them. Yeah. Like, later they're fine, but once you kill them, they're dead. 
Yeah. Whereas it, here it's just like, nope, Red Knight, he's back. It's like, okay, I don't yeah. want to deal with that ever again. The Red Eye Knights are <laughs> assholes. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and plus there was just a bunch of other guys in that area too. So I just felt mobbed and it was such a big run to get back into that area. So it was like a town and there was this kind of the weird fire throwing like dudes with the hat. I don't know. Dudes with the hat. This is like, they're just like, they, they're like cackling, laughing, gesture type guys. And they're just, I don't know. I was not, not having a fun time. But okay, apparently I was just playing all the areas wrong. Which... You should do the tower next. Okay. Because that's a cool area, too. I just assumed there was some sort of, like, evident progression to what... No. Like, it's like, oh, well, it's either the same elevation, no, this seems way too hard. Okay, maybe it's just left to right linear. Maybe it's the way the game shows you each of the statues. Maybe that's what they want you to do. Because I felt like once you unlocked the orange areas and Dark Souls, it showed you them in the order. Like, it was like, you should go kill Nito first, then go into the fire area, then you're going to want to... Oh, no, then go up to the archives, then go to the fire area. Uh-huh. That seemed to be kind of, like, the order they showed them in. Right. And that game doesn't just tell you exactly, so I just kind of was like, okay, that's probably what they're implying. Sure. So then I went and did the Tomb of the Giants or whatever, which was... That place is... uh That was a place where my own kind of, like, I have to kill everyone thing was ruining that game. Yeah. Because it it was just like, fuck, every time I have to go fight Nito again, who I don't know what to do, I just keep aggroing all these skeletons and they're murdering me. Uh, Which was also my mistake. Don't go anywhere. No. Like, that was saying, it's like, oh, he's spawning all these skeletons. Like, no, you're not. He's just, they're just sitting here. And if you run near them, they're going to want to murder you. Which, of course, they will. They're skeletons. They're jealous. They they want all that flesh or whatever. Who knows? All that flesh. Yeah. Yeah, They're just like, oh, I want that. Yeah. I'm going to go kill that guy. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So... I, I was my own worst enemy in that area, because I was just like, well, I want to kill these stupid flailing gorilla skeletons, or whatever the f- hell those guys were. Uh-huh. Uh, there's so many of them, but I gotta kill them, I gotta I got kill them, I'm able to kill them. So I'd, like, get through all of that crap, all the little pygmy babies or whatever, those those little skeletons that would swarm around you, do you remember those guys? Yeah, yeah. Like, the weird casters and all that stuff. Kill all those guys, have, like, 30,000 souls or something. And then die. And then head into Nito's place and just get smoked immediately. Yeah. Because I, w- I ran around like a chicken, like, just, ah! He's got a black cape made of darkness, I can't deal with that, and just run away. Yeah. And then aggro all the real things that are going to murder you. <laughs> so, it was going terribly until it was just like, oh, you can just run through the darkness. Yeah. Like, just run past all of this. Yeah. It takes, like, five minutes. No you don't problem. even need to kill all these bone tower things. You just kill one of them and then run, keep yeah. going. Like, it's don't easy. worry about it. So, yeah, just that kind of mentality of just, like, no, you want to collect experience. Like, yeah. you got to kill all these guys. Like, yeah. that was totally getting me down. Uh, so, yeah, then I killed me. Although, every now and then, like, if you're playing that game anyway, it's just nice to put on a podcast and just, like, farm dudes. Oh, I had podcasts on, like, constantly for yeah. most of Dark Souls. Oh, like, for sure. It would be like I'd pause it when it's like, oh, I think there's a boss battle coming up or, like, something important was going to happen. Yeah. But, yeah, for the general, just, like, I'm killing rats or I'm just kind of wandering about in this dungeon. Uh, there was a period where I was not sure Sen's Fortress was the right place to be. Okay. Because it just seemed a bit too gnarly. Yeah. But I just had to be better. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was kind of just like, man, I just suck. These these snake men just keep hitting me, and it's horrible. It feels... Those games are weird, though, because every time you go to a new area, you kind of have to relearn what you're doing, because the enemies 
attack differently. They ask different things yeah. of your tactics a little bit, yeah. So the just... first time you go through those games, they're daunting as hell. Mm-hmm. But, like, any time you revisit them, it's like, I know what these Everything. guys are going to do. Yeah, I know like, there's a Cobra guy here throwing yeah. lightning, so I'm just going to yeah. get that guy, and right. it's not going to be a problem. Yeah. Uh, or the, yeah, there was, like, at some point it was, I need more Demon Titanite, so I was actually mm. going into the tar pits to deal with all those crazy headless guys. Ugh. Which was fun? I don't know. No. Hundreds of arrows. So many. Yeah. And just hiding behind corners and stuff, which just, I don't know if this is right, but this is working, so I'm just going to kill them. So how far are you in this Dark Souls journey now? Uh, So I've done one playthrough of one and have tremendous respect for a lot of how it's set up. I really liked it. Yep. Uh, Put in maybe seven hours of Demon Souls where I felt like I was actually progressing more than i had seven years i mean ago. that's a standalone type thing though pretty yeah because it doesn't ultimately end up connecting to everything like right? there's fan theories about how this all connects and stuff it's really weird with like the publisher stuff because namco actually did have a hand in that game in certain territories yeah they were the publisher so it's like i don't know why it's different because it it could just be yeah. The first souls game and you it's... should look go onto youtube sometime and just find some like lore Stuff. Uh, yeah, like well, after some you... tying the threads together yeah, or something. Because it helps with like if those games are weird because it's one of those things that like if you miss like picking up an item and reading a certain description or something, you don't get like some, some of big this... implication about R- the world or something. <laughs> yeah. So I, I actually there were some areas in Soul Dark where I really like there was that you go into the painting. Yeah. And I thought that dungeon was really cool, but also it's like, is this alluding to Demon Souls stuff, like there seemed to be some enemies that seemed a little odd. Familiar, yeah, yeah. Like or the Phalanx stuff. There was a kind of big, massive, horrible-looking things with shields that wasn't quite the same as the blobs in Demon Souls, but yeah. similar enough. They actually looked more awful because you could tell there was humanoid forms in it. Yeah, which yeah. is great. Some of the monster design stuff in that game, like when there's just like we're just gonna reveal a new monster to you, seemed like. Like, specifically, it was one moment when I was in the Tomb of the Giants area where I was in a long corridor and just saw a horrible, like, silhouette. Okay. And it's just like, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. I haven't seen that before. And then it it was one of the crazy, like, pyres of bones. Oh, yeah, With, like, the the hands come out and slap you and stuff. Like, it's kind of goofy when you see it, but in that dark corridor, it was the most effective way to just kind of what the hell is that? I don't know what I'm going to have to contend with. It was, I don't know. Moments like that were really exciting. But, okay, sorry for how Demons connects to everything. I, yeah, I guess it is kind of one-off now. As it as it, So is Bloodborne, though, right? Like, that's not even connected. I don't know about Bloodborne. I've never okay. played it. I haven't either, but that that's kind of on the same list of, well, yeah. I should check this out because it's the same. Hidetaka Miyazaki? Yep. is the main director of most of these, except two, which is also what you're what playing I play. now. Yeah, I, I put in some time with uh, Dark Souls 2 as well, which... What part are you at? Uh, the gutter, I think yeah. it's called. Um, so that's, I That's one of the worst spots in that game. Oh, great. Uh, 
I kind of just warped out of there and was put the game down for that's a little the part, bit. That's the one that's all black, right? When yeah, you start it? it was really dark. Welcome there. to Blighttown Part 2. It seemed yeah. like this is going for some Blighttown type business. Yeah. Really, that same progression of descending through, there's a bunch of rats in this one area, and now you're in this kind of diseased-looking place. It seemed that was kind of what they were doing. Yeah. But because they have warping right from the get-go, it kind of didn't have the same, like, dreadful, oh, crap, I have to go down there. Like, it didn't have the same kind of like a doom and gloom kind of mood to it. Cause I knew I could just escape. Like yeah. I wasn't even sure they would let me cause it, it seemed like, well, this might be a situation where they're just like, no, this bonfire isn't connected or something and just kind of fuck you over a little bit. You yeah. have to figure this out first, which you would have appreciated a little bit. That would, that would be very oh, dark souls or something. But because that game doesn't let you just level up at fires, they kind of can't do that. Right. Which seems weird. Like, it seems like the weirdest choice. They took a thing from Demon Souls where it's like, you have to talk to this one lady and yeah. she will level you up. They have that in Dark Souls 2 where it's like, there's this one person, she hangs out by the fire. Yeah. You gotta go talk to her and she'll let you power up. And it's like, okay. What the fuck was her name now? <sighs> the Emerald something? I don't remember. Like, I guess that's where that, those are the story moments yeah. in those. Like, I don't remember what that cat is. I just love that. It, a it's a shopkeeper. A yeah. It's yeah. just like, oh, there's a cat on a table. And then it's just like, okay, it's talking to me. That's fine. Like, there was a covenant in Dark Souls where there's a cat. And yep. that's cool. Uh, but then it's just like, buy? Sell? I was like, this is so great. I'm going to buy stuff from this cat. Um, and they had rings for sale. And eventually I saved up enough for the descent ring thing and or whatever. Like, the cat damage falling. Yeah. Like you're just to take less damage. Yeah. So you could drop down that well, which seemed like a, that was pretty cool. Of just like, well, there's this crazy well. I kind of want to go down there. I bet I'd die. Yeah. Oh, here's a ring right here. Yeah. That is for that. Okay. You I'll know, the guy builds you a ladder for that well too. Which guy? The guy that's hanging out there. Oh, there's he, a couple guys. Oh, he, he like asks for like some money and then some other stuff. And then he's like, Hey, I built you this like ladder. Oh, Okay. Well, that makes some sense, but I don't know if I've talked to this guy. Now I'm confused. There's, there's like the shopkeeper I met in the forest area. Uh -huh. I talked to her a bunch of times, so then she would go. Oh, to the he might area. be one of the ones you have to save. I think you have to unpetrify him. Oh, maybe. okay. I can't remember. It's been a while now. So. Okay. Do you played all of Dark Souls two then? Oh yeah. Okay. Um, I'm trying yeah, to I guess to be clear, I'm playing the Scholar of the First Sin. I PS4 didn't, I didn't play that one. Okay, so that rolls in some additional DLC or something. Who's the final... Oh, I remember the final boss. Never mind. <laughs> well, that's... A, I don't really remember... I'm sure there was an introductory cutscene, but I don't really have any firm, like, who are we going up against? Like, what's happening? Like, D Dark Souls had just that one weird talky cutscene, but it's still like, those are bad dudes. Yeah. Like, once you start getting to the part of the game where you're going to fight those dudes, you kind of go, oh, okay, it's that guy. Okay, that's that's something. There's a little bit of, like, foreshadowing or something in the game. I don't know who I'm ultimately looking for. Neil Meter. Okay. There, right, there was this, like, cackling ladies in red. There was, you jumped into this giant vortex for some reason, which was kind of cool. But, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I just have a less sense of purpose, maybe, in Dark Souls 2. But I also, I also just feel like I've played, like... 90 hours of souls or something in the last little while. Yeah. So I just want to enjoy it again after some time away kind of thing. Are you so going to get into three eventually? I fully intend to play three yeah. and bloodborne. Like I, I'm 
pretty on board. You with. do have a PS4. Yeah. Yeah, so. That's where I'm playing too, but yeah. Uh, I I know 3 is the same director returning, and apparently it, it calls back to Dark Souls 1 a lot. Yeah. And, may, is it the same area, or what is... The th- oh, man. Or is uh, it major story? I don't want to tell you a lot about 3. Okay. Because one of the cool things about 3 is how it works in a little bit of every Souls game into it to show that, like, this is a cohesive thing going on. So it doesn't, like, it harkens Black back Swan to all 2 of them. or anything like that. It folds it in. I don't know what that means. Like, it doesn't... Black Swan Or, 2. sorry, Ugly Duckling. Like, it doesn't, like, you're not part of this family. Like, it doesn't kick out oh, no. Dark Souls 2. No, okay. no, no, Because, I mean, it's a different director. Somebody I maybe says it even some... ties in some Bloodborne stuff, but I wouldn't know. Okay. But like it seems well, I'm sure maybe. There's but some, I feel like Bloodborne came out in 2015, and Dark Souls Three was 2016. But I yeah. guess there's like 18 months between them or something. So. Yeah, I wouldn't know about that. But like, yeah, there's some Dark Souls One shit in there. Okay, <laughs> sure. I'm I'm generally that sounds fine. How I'm that okay game that. starts is great. Okay, okay, that's a great game. But yeah, I guess I've just been uh yeah pretty impressed with uh, From Software's take on rpgs like it's just kind of sort of familiar type stuff but you're just dealing with it in a very like you are doing this way like it's just i don't know it was weird describing it of just like well this seems real or something like it's just it's never like the big boss with the crazy like elaborate like i don't know qts or anything like you're just doing stuff like you're just fighting it yeah you're in the world with this big crazy monster you have to kill it with your your attacks if you equip the wrong stuff, if you have garbage weapons or something, you're going to have a terrible time. Like, switching your own rings and stuff, just having this growing collection of, like... It's like as if a Zelda inventory was just insane. Yeah. Like, it's just like, yeah, you have, like, 40 outfits. What do you want to do? And it's just like, I have a gold-hemmed robe, I guess? It's fire? Maybe? Okay. Can I upgrade this one? So, for people who actually know Souls games, yeah. what are you running for your build right now? Oh, what's the... Oh, when I rolled over into Dark Souls, I guess like whatever you're plus or whatever. Now. I'm just gonna say Dark Souls one because it's the one I okay. spent the most time with, and it's the one I felt like I was still not done with, but it kicked me in the head. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was playing a Wanderer. Yeah. Uh, I ended up using the Chaos Blade at the end of that game, which is Quileg Souls special weapon or whatever. I upgraded the Ayato Katana. That okay. one you find at the beginning of Blood So you're Town. using some deck strength build? Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, no, no. It said... Uh, oh, what was it? Dexterity and... Uh, I don't think it was Vitality, but it was... it was. I don't know. There was like three core stats I was I read on some forum that you should focus on, and those were okay. the ones I was, I was putting is, most of my points Dex is your S Dex, Dex is the main thing, yeah. Yeah, okay. Where should it be at the end? Like 40? Or what do you... I think it's 40 or 42 or something. Yeah, like that. it's yeah. it's around there. Um, it's around there. Man, I'm trying to think what, like... You can go higher stuff. than that. It's just diminishing returns after that. After a point, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I feel, yeah, like, total still scrub league. No, that's fine. In terms of recollection of some of these, but it was just like, I don't know, I have my cool katana, and I have my sword, like, my shield. It was yeah. eagle. I just kept upgrading that one. Is I really that, liked it. Was that the one, first one you get with 100% physical block? I, I don't even know if it did, weirdly. Which okay. you should want, I suppose. But it like it doesn't have a parry. It's like a big Roman-style shield. Yeah. 
I think it's lightning does, eagle shield. Does it show like the shield symbol for physical a hundred? I think it was actually ninety five, which is weird. That's pretty high still. Okay. But, yeah. Like I know there I have some a hundred shields, but I just uh I don't know why. It, it was just something about the way it felt or something. I just really gravitated towards the one. And just kept upgrading that one. Well, I mean, it depends what you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you're going up, like, against the... Actually, I shouldn't say that because that's a spoiler. But if you're going up a demon, say, yeah. that does primarily, like, a shitload of magic damage, you should probably get 100 magic damage, like, yeah. as a shield. No, so my like magic shielding was pretty shitty. So it's just kind of like, well, I'll just kill that thing or avoid it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think it actually had some lightning defense. Okay. Like, I think it had decent lightning defense. So in okay. some areas, that was that was working out. But, uh, I'm trying to think when I really ran into some, like, major roadblocks in that game. I I had to use, like, a I summoned the Knight of Solaire or whatever to yeah. deal with the, the two. Like, yeah. when there's those two guys at kind of the midway point. Like, what is it? There's the big hammer guy, and then there's the yeah, dr- dragon um, killer guy. Smog and something else. Yes, yes. That's, that, I can't that's remember. That's the duo. Yeah. Uh, it, it just seemed like, well, they're both after me and one is really fast and one is really slow so i can't juggle both like there's no and way one to do always this. lies and the other always tells the truth <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> so with the knight of solaire distracting one of them yeah you it was like okay well this destroy is destroy the other one but yeah. that that battle seemed crazy to me because it seems like whoever you kill first determines what soul you get yeah at the end right. of it that's true so i might have gone the easiest route because i killed the fast guy first and then oh yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. I got Smaug's soul at the end of it. And yeah. it's just like, oh man, on New Game Plus run through, I should get the other one. What the fuck was that guy's name? Like Dragon Lancer or something. Well, he's in Ornstein. Ornstein. Yeah, okay. that's right. He's in two. Well, sort of. They say he's into, but he's just known as, like, Old Dragon Slayer or something like that. But, like, he has the same moveset. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Like the way that game just kind of has a world, has enemies, and that is the story for the most part. Yeah. I kind of like that. Or just like I, I don't think I actually resolved everything with Logan, and I felt too bad about. Like I knew something happened with him because he was going crazy. Uh huh. But I, I was told there was. I was told a message board <laughs> implied there was one last encounter where you find him, and I don't think I saw that. And then I guess I didn't really know that once you beat the game, that's just rolls right into it. Like, it's just over now, and here's the opening again. I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I won't run around and have fun in the after game in... Right. Like, I can't. I killed the boss, and it's over, and that's it. So, yeah, it was that that rude awakening when... Like, I should have known something was up when I shot a dude in Undead Berg, and it took two arrows. Yeah. I was like... What? Uh-oh. I have, like, a plus 10 bow. This shouldn't... Yeah. Whoa. Plus 10 bowing shit. Yeah, and new what? Plus. Yeah, it was just, like, <laughs> in hindsight, really stupid. But I was just like, that was a little weird. Anyway. Yeah. And then, like, killed the Taurus demon with no issue. You should have a lot of damage on that bow if you're going to dex build, though. You'd think, right? I think I'm, I am using shitty arrows, if that's it. If that's any kind of impact I, on that. I don't remember if it was. Like, I'm using wooden arrows. It's, like, the cheap one. But I just like having hundreds of arrows. Since, like, there was one time in my PC playthrough, I was at the base of Blight Town with you, no can arrows Can you not anymore. just buy normal arrows? You can buy better arrows. Yeah. Yeah. Just buy a shitload of normal arrows. I should arrows. buy better arrows, I know, but... 
I didn't need to because okay. I was I was so powerful. But now I do. Like that's yeah. I guess it's just kind of now the game demands more of you, so you need to be more smart about it again. Right. Which I respect that, but god damn it. Uh, right. Also, just like going through your inventory and seeing where they've siphoned stuff off, and it's just like, oh yeah, that makes sense that they yeah. would take that because then I could just run through this whole area with fire resistance or whatever. Yeah. Like, they can't let me have that. I can't have the Artorius crest again. Like I need to buy it again. Yeah. Or fight the crazy sword wolf. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Soul, soul, souls. What the hell was that wolf's name? Now it's bugging. It's gonna bug me. Well, he, is he not? Related directly to Arcturus, or does he have his own name? He has his own name. Oh, okay. Thought it was his spirit, spirit animal, or something. It's a wolf's name. I gotta look it up. Dark Dark Souls Wolf. That's what I'm trying to look up. Dark Souls Sword Wolf. Sword Wolf. Wolf boss. I get like major Castlevania vibes from some of that stuff. Of course. Sith. Yeah, Sith. S I F. Okay. Good old Sith. Sith's dope, man. He has a sword in his mouth, and he's like... (laughs) Yeah, his reach is so crazy. It's annoying. The first time I went in that area, I had nowhere near enough anything. So it's just like... So I was actually using tons of humanity. I was just like, ah, this heals me too. And if I win, I win, and I have a bunch of humanity, whatever. But That's a bad idea. Yeah, it was pretty (laughs) shitty. I did... I recovered, though, so that one wasn't that bad. It was... That's the thing. Like, death doesn't feel real until you fail to recover. That's yeah. when I consider, like, that was actually a death. And I had a really stupid one in the Great Hollow. Like, I just fell. Oh. And okay. then got back there and fell again. And then You're like, that guy. When you look at a blood stain, you just watch them walk off the edge. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Actually, that was the thing. In the 360 version, I was not an Xbox Gold person. Oh. So none of that shit was in there. And I might actually prefer that. Like, because okay. I like loading up Dark Souls Two. It's like I am a PlayStation Plus member, so there's yeah. just blood everywhere. There's just blood stains all over the place. Yeah, there's just ghosts of dudes everywhere. It just doesn't feel the same. Like I don't have the same kind of like I am isolated in this crazy like land of the undead, and it's just me and all these crazy monsters. Yeah, like I don't know, but I don't know don't if get, I like it. You don't get great messages like great chest ahead and stuff to, for where the ladies I hate, are. I hate some of them because it's oh god damn it. There's some <laughs> what was it something butthole or something really yeah try butthole or whatever like that. Why would that word be I, okay? I'm gonna look some of these. There's up. a lot that just seem to be like ha. I get the joke. Like just like there's a wall here. Like just there's no useful information to be had. Some of them are literally, like, in Demon Souls, it was just like, what, did you think there'd be a hint or something? Like, just people being trolls. Yeah. So, I yeah, I don't know if I really like the message system stuff. Which I'd been introduced to when I first played any of these, but not having gold at the time kind of let it just be a, you figure it out. I guess just last thing, I feel like, uh, the arc of the bosses at the end of the game felt really weird because it was like Nito was a fight uh-huh. and then Seath and Isolith were like weird tricks. Like they weren't even fights really. Like it was just like yeah. figure out the thing. Okay, well it's probably that thing Logan told me about. Yeah, you did it. Oh, okay. And then the Isolith one I just found annoying because there was like a big run to get back to it. So I, I did fail like two or three times. Like I fell through the floor or something. But then it's just like, oh, just, you know, figure out what's wrong here, and then you can one-hit it, essentially. Which, uh, 
I don't know. I don't... It just felt like... But unless maybe that's supposed to be part of the thing, like, the Grave Lords aren't really evil or that dangerous, and this is something weird you're doing? I don't know. Man, the Kingseeker. What a weird-looking guy. It's like a never-ending story character gone wrong or something. I will say one thing about the gutter. Okay. Is that the next part it leads into... Yeah. Is one of my favorite parts in a Souls game, just how it looks. So it's worth fighting through. But I fucking hate going through it. <laughs> okay. I, I, to be clear, yeah, I just felt like I overdosed on the whole thing. Like, yeah. I just got way too, like, I wasn't that, like, mad at any, I, I did, the Pursuer was being a dick. The Pursuer's but, a piece of shit. <laughs> but, however, uh, he's worth killing for the stuff he drops. Okay. So. Yeah, there was just another, like, split path thing where I was like, should I be going to this area or this area? Because these dudes are easier to kill, but this boss sucks, and this area, I I don't know. If you beat the Pursuer, you get to another area. Okay. So. I'll, yeah, when I return, I will, I will do better, but yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that is, so hey, sort of speaking of Souls, in that there was a specific mechanic I forgot was in it that reminded me of Souls. Shovel Knight. Yeah. That has the same drop, kind of, you die and then it leaves some of your loot there yeah, yeah. for you to go back and recover. I didn't play a lot of this game. I, I When was it, 2013? I think yeah, when it first came out. something like that. Like, it was really well-revered yeah. when it came out. Yeah. But I still, I just, I just want to ask, like, one thing. I just feel like, is that contingent almost entirely on how much you like Mega Man? No. Okay. Because it doesn't play like Mega Man. It does in the fact that it's a 2D platformer that you move the screen across as you move. Yeah, yeah. That's it. It's basically Mega Man. I mean, there's no shooting in it. It's more like a Castlevania game, if you want to be honest. I guess or so. It, you know Maybe what? Maybe something about plays, the look. It plays a lot like Contra, too, actually. But okay. the thing about... In Mega Man, when you get a power-up, right... It's mm-hmm. usually just a change to how your buster weapon works or, like, gives it, like, an elemental quality, like a fire thing or gives you a shield or something. Okay. In Shovel Knight, there's, like, literally power-ups that make you, like, fly across a screen to get past areas. Like, they change the mechanics as you go through there's it. There's that flying dog in Mega Man, right? You can jump on board. And... Yeah, I guess so. Okay. He's an item. Like, the item you get, like, in Shovel Knight, say, is, like, this dagger or whatever that when you use it, you go, like dashing across, like, wherever you're using it. So, okay. I'm just trying to justify why I'm not having a transcendently magical time with Shovel Knight. Okay. And I'm, like, trying to pin it on just, like, yeah, I didn't really love Mega Man. Like, I played the second one a lot, uh-huh. but that was the only one I beat. And then I was like, all right, well, so I mean, you made It plays nothing like Mega Man 2. Even just the movement? <laughs> like, something about it. Like, I don't know if this is the sound or the look or something. It just, like... My understanding of what that game is is, like, some dudes really like Mega Man and iterated on Mega Man. Sure. Like, specifically, it was actually being cited a bunch in the, like, wake of Mighty Number no. 9 as being like, this is the way to do this right. Take notes, Inafune, or whatever, like, people were being... Did you try it. Mighty Number no. 9? No. Okay. So maybe Mighty Number no. 9's actually really great. That's it's what not, I be looking for. The thing is, it's not really great, but yeah. after playing it, I didn't actually hate it after the first half an hour of getting used to how that game played. Okay. It's just that Mighty Number 9 is a huge disappointment for the pedigree behind it Mm -hmm. and the time and the bullshit that they put people through that paid them. Yeah, (laughs) like like just multiple Kickstarters and like pay for an intro. Like it should have been better. Yeah. That's the biggest problem with it. Okay. 
It's not actually like how it handles as a side scroll. Actually, when we're done this, if you want to load it up and you can just try a level, (laughs) see how it feels. Yeah, Uh, because I don't think you'll like it at all. All right, (laughs) that sounds. It sounds like I won't if I don't enjoy like the successful awesome thing that was apparently Shovel Knight. Yeah, where it's just like, oh, I don't even like. It just looks old, but I know it doesn't. But it just wants to. I don't know if I like that. Like something about it. Just wasn't uh, wasn't enchanting me. You should try the Plague Knight thing. Okay. Because it's terrible. It, I fucking hate it. Plague Knight thing? Yeah, the DLC, the, the release for Shovel Knight where you play as Plague Knight. Okay. It's the worst. Because they didn't... Why would I want it? <laughs> You're saying it's the worst and yeah. you like Shovel Knight. Yeah. So I'll love it. What's your theory? <laughs> like, so whoa, that almost went so bad. <laughs> the problem is, is that... Shovel Knight, the levels are designed a certain way because mm-hmm. you have your jumping, you have your little like pogo thing that you, you can dig do. in. You got your dig in, whatever, right? It's oh, like, you can poke. <laughs> okay, that makes sense that you can. You but, haven't okay. been doing that. I didn't last night when it, I tried to play yo, it again. It I might just, be a whole I different just, game then. <laughs> I just picked up where I was like a couple hours in. Actually, play it like Ducktales on NES. That's actually how it plays. Okay. Yeah. See, I didn't play a lot of that either. Okay. So, like, it just seems to be, like, pulling from this, like, Capcom of old. And yeah. it's just like, I didn't really play that. So okay. So, I don't know what it's doing. So, you might not like it then, but... Does it does it tell you everything? Like, I should maybe just start over? I don't remember if it does. Okay. I feel like it does. But anyways... But maybe it doesn't, and it doesn't need to for these Capcom kids. Yeah. They got their nostalgia glasses, you know, they love how those old games... Also, happen. you know the checkpoints, right? That I'm, try, you can, I'm trying to... You okay. know the checkpoints you can break to yeah. get more money? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can upgrade. So just make use those? You can, yeah. Yeah. And there's secrets and stuff. But anyways, so the problem with Plague Knight is... Oh, Plague okay, Knight's right. one of the bosses mm-hmm. in the game, right? Okay. But you can play as him in this DLC thing. His thing is that he has, like, a double jump where he throws down a potion in midair to, like, continue the jump. Or, like, he has these weird mechanics. Yeah. But they didn't build any levels... To that gimmick. They oh, just okay. repurposed the old Shovel Knight levels with him in it. That sounds like Knuckles. It's in the worst. The Sonic games. Because right? it's like, this gimmick isn't that great, first of all. But, like, if you're going to do it anyways, like, give me three levels instead of the game again that, like, work specifically with this mechanic. It? Okay. Yeah. That, well, it just sounds like I could play as Knuckles in Sonic 2. But Sonic 2 doesn't account for his climbing, so there's nothing to climb. The climbing or, like, him uh, floating across the Yeah, plat- like, yeah. it's just irrespective of who's playing. Yeah. So, okay. So I won't check out that. That sounds terrible. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll look. I don't want to just dismiss everyone's Shovel Knight love out of hand, because it's just like, well, no, people like it. It, be- it became an amiibo. That's how good it was. Yeah. It became a physical thing. That exists and can go on your shelf. I mean, so is Bayonetta. I don't. Okay. Just looking at the... I actually haven't bought... Actually, you know what? I didn't know this until I was there the other day. Yeah. And other day, I mean like a month ago. Video game traders down that way. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe yours too. They have just like a little basket of opened Amiibos that you can buy for like 10 bucks. Oh, okay. So I'm probably going to go there just one like day. Just like cast off Amiibos? Yeah. So not the rarest of the rare, but it's just... No, eh. there's a bunch of stuff in there, but like... The reason why collectors, like, don't get those is because they want the box. Oh, I don't okay. fucking care about the box. No. So. They just immediately get opened and recycled and put. Yep. 
I don't have any room where I've been keeping them for more. So yeah. I think I got Olimar last, and then it was just like, all right. I hate Olimar, but yeah. What do you mean? What? I, Why? Because I hate those games. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I, I actually was... Somewhere. He's right there. I know, I know. I saw him, and I thought, oh, we've got another Olimar fan in the house. And yeah. Apparently not. No. I just think he's kind of like one of the most fleshed out Nintendo characters. Because he just kind of has... Okay. Like, he actually has a little journal and explains where he's from and all this stuff. Like, it's like the most character writing Nintendo has done ever, maybe. Where it's just maybe. like, who, who is this guy? I don't know. He wears red and jumps on stuff. Like, who's that? I don't know. But, <laughs> I don't know. This guy's got, you know, he's got a degree in rocketry. He must, right? He loves pick sure. carrots. Sure. You know? Yeah. All right. <laughs> like, I don't know. He's got his own company. Yeah. Loves fruit. Well, that's really the third one. Anyway. Okay, Pikmin. But hey, maybe... See, I'll try it again. Maybe I just have crazy GameCube nostalgia glasses yeah. that I'm wearing all the time. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I do know I'm what trying you're to saying. reverse into this this topic here right at the top of the page. We were supposed to start here, but we didn't. Uh, Silicon Knights. Yeah, I've been playing Eternal Darkness. Sanity's actually, Requiem. Actually, okay, just to like clarify... Oh, we don't have that written here. I mean... Sanity's... This... What we're recording right now will be out within the next day or two, right? Yeah, relatively soon. Okay, yeah. so it's October. Right it is now. perfect month for it. And uh, I've been replaying. Th- like I've been going on Twitter and saying, "Okay, what are we playing like next?" And then giving two options. I have a list of a bunch of horror games I want to get to, mm-hmm. and then just like letting people choose which one should we do next, sort of thing. So so far, I've done Resident Evil One, Resident Evil Two, both scenarios, Silent Hill Two. And then Eternal Darkness is the one that won the next one. So I've been doing that. Okay. So I've been playing through Eternal Darkness. Man, that game is so bad. Oh, okay. I thought it was like so dope or like... That game is so bad. That game is so So, ahead of everyone else. That game... Okay, so what Eternal Darkness is, is that the core conceit is that there's going to be like this god that takes over everything and brings the eternal darkness, whatever, and you're trying to stop it. Okay. But it's very, it's very like Lovecraft, Elder Gods kind of stuff. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. To be clear, it's been like maybe a decade since I played it. It came out in 01, 02, 02. Something like this, yeah. I so, want to say, so I think I, I played it a good handful of years after it was. The thing. Yeah. So, yeah. But it, it's still been a while, so some of that nostalgia fog could have come in there. It's just like, oh, I kind of liked how it controlled. Or, like, what's the main yeah. issue? Like, okay, so the core conceit, first of all, yeah. is that you're playing this pro- female protagonist whose grandfather dies. Yeah. So she gets called to, I think it's Rhode Island, where, like, his mansion his, estate yeah, is. some big spooky mansion. And, like, there's just, like, his corpse laying there without a head. And, like, a cop saying, like, we needed you to come down to identify. There's no head. We can't do dental records. This sort of thing. Okay. And it's one of the funniest things because it's like, no. That's uh, not how you do identification. It's showing traumatizing. They're, like, like, mangled. That looks like him. The mangled corpse over there. Does he have anything distinctive about his hands or anything? Can yeah. you figure out who that is? Yeah, no. And, actually, yes. He has a ring on a hand that she, like, recognizes. But okay. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, whatever, cops, Rhode Island cops. What happens is you're trying to figure out, like, what happened here. Mm-hmm. So you're, like, looking around this, his estate. So wait, so sorry. Yeah. Did the police, so they just take the body and it's like, all right, well, thanks for your help and leave you in the mansion? 
I guess. I, okay. It's like seven days later or something like that. Okay, okay. So yeah. you're just hanging around the mansion trying to figure out what happened. Yeah, you're like walking around and stuff and like you find this book, which is the Tome of Eternal Darkness. Okay. And you, there's like chapters ripped out of it. So you're finding these chapter pages all over the house. And when you're reading the chapter page, that's when you go back in time and play as whatever the can As one of these multiple protagonists. Right. Which I, like, just thinking from, like, a game, like, assets thing or whatever, like, pretty crafty to just essentially use the same mansion in different eras, right? Isn't that how they get around some of it? Some of it. Some of it. Okay, but you play as, like, a Roman centurion in one part, right? So I'm assuming that's a long, different area. Yeah, no, so what actually starts off, it starts off with, like, how this all started. You play as a Roman centurion. Okay. Who, like, fights his way through an area, he's hearing the whispers of these old gods or whatever, Mm -hmm. comes to a room with, like, these artifacts of power around him, and then you choose which god is going to be, like, the antagonist of the game. For the game? There's a green one, a red one, and a blue one. Okay. So So I would have only ever gone down one of these paths, personally. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, like... I chose the green one because I was like, whatever, green. And then people said, oh, okay, that's the easy one. And I was like, dope. (laughs) Well, good. I don't want to spend much time here. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So um, what happens is, like, he picks up whatever artifact and then it's, like, gets shocked with power. turns into the skeleton Sertorian you see on all the art. Yeah. Who is... Or on the back of the GameCube box or whatever. Yeah. And ostensibly what he's trying to do throughout history from that point is summon his... The god... To, like, cause the eternal darkness to, like, fuck shit up, right? Okay. So, what... As you're reading the chapter pages, it goes in order of, like, things that are happening. So, like, the next one will be... I think you play as a Middle Eastern guy who, like, stumbles into the temp... No, you play as, um... An, like, Egyptian girl... Who stumbles into the temple of an old god called Mantarok, which is, like... There's the three powers that you can choose... Mantarok is the fourth one that you can't choose because he's, like, in the game. Oh, okay. He's just always in the game. Yeah, he's, like, this fleshy, like, blob with tentacles and stuff. And faces on him? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I vaguely remember encounters with that guy. So, you visit that temple throughout history as well. Like, the first time you see it is with her. So, there's a couple areas that get revisited in different time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Then, like, there's one in the Middle East... That's another temple that you get re- gets revisited a few times. Okay. I think my next one I'm going to is in France, but, like, I just finished one that's a cathedral that gets revisited a few times. Is that times. World War One? Yes. Because, like, there's, like, a couple characters I vaguely remember. It's, like, there was a soldier in World War One, and that, then there that's was the a, next one. I'm there on. was a Canadian firefighter, which I thought was super great. I was just like, oh, man, a Canadian protagonist. How about that? Like, that's I don't not remember that frequent. He, I, he, I, he's one of the last ones. Yeah. So, I've, yeah. Uh, okay. But, uh, so, I don't know, we've just been talking about this, like, premise, this all sounds like kind of great stuff. This is what I, this is the (laughs) thing, is that you remember this good stuff, because the core conceit of how they do this, how they reuse some of the assets and just change things around, so it's like, the next time you're visiting this temple, it says this Indiana Jones character, so there's overgrown parts of it. Yeah, yeah, which, I mean, you could look at it as lazy, but it's also clever. I think it makes it more meaningful, yeah. But, like, the way that it's, like... She's reading these chapters, and as you get stuff in these chapters as these characters that are, like, different powers or different things, 
they get transferred to her because she has the Tome of Eternal Darkness, right? Okay. And she's kind of putting it back together, reading it. So it's so like the book is getting more powerful. She's gaining the restored. knowledge in the book, right? Okay, okay. So, like, the book would say something like, then he, like, used this incantation and got this power, so she now can do this power in the house. Okay. And that's how you, like, were Resident Evil, you would take, like, crests and, like, put them in a doorway to open that door. Now it's like, well, she just learned about this power to, like do this to like enchant this thing to open this door. Okay. Or like she read about the, these notes that were played on this like organ in the cathedral. So she plays it on the piano and like, okay. opens. So this seems logical. It's super good. Okay. Okay. The way this game plays is the worst I've ever played in a survival horror game. Oh, okay. So they went super ambitious and they did Z targeting. Yeah. Okay. Different body parts. Yeah. This is the thing I remember as being actually... I thought it was kind of cool. It's bad. Okay. Yeah. So, the reason why it's bad is that it's cool in theory to be able to choose the different parts. Yeah. The enemies, at a point, you cannot basically kill easily without doing the certain, like... Selecting specific zones. Zones and, like, attacking those or whatever. But... The way... (laughs) But But to me, just... Like, uh-huh. that just sounds to me like, well, you gotta shoot the zombie in the head in, like, Resident Evil or something. Like, it's like... But it actually right. has visual feedback on the screen. It'd be like, you're selecting the head right now. But it doesn't... Oh, okay, cool. But it you doesn't know? matter, because if you cut a zombie's head off, it'll still stand there going like this at you. Okay. So it becomes, like, more dead dead space-ish, where you need to cut it apart or something? Kind of. Or, and then okay. you can, like, finish it off. But, um... But apparently it doesn't handle well, you're saying. It doesn't handle well because the enemies feel unfairly balanced against you no matter what. Okay. Like, they're... Okay, they're specifically these giant hulking enemies. Okay. So, they have, like, three heads and, like, two giant arms, so you're able to, like, attack whatever. Yeah. So, like, if you cut off the arms, it'll usually flop over, then you can finish it, or if you, like, hit the head a few times, it'll die, and you can finish it. Okay. But the thing that it does is that it's faster than you generally depending mm. on which character you're playing, because they all have different stamina gauges. Okay. So it can, like, catch up to you, hit you, or, like, back you into a corner, because its hitbox is, hitbox is big. Okay. But it also does this electrical attack, where it'll just home, like, electrical attacks at you hmm. that you have to dodge. Or if you get too close to it, it'll just do, like, a force lightning, like, thing at you. Okay. So... So you're, you're feeling, like, a lot of cheap deaths in the part where you're at? There's a lot of super cheap bullshit in it. Okay. Are you using, like, primarily melee weapons or firearms? Both. Okay. So... I mean, that's era-dependent, probably, or... No, they all have firearms. They have some kind of, of range some sort. weapon, like yep. a bow or something? Or? Yeah, like, the even the first girl starts with, like, a blow dart. Oh, okay, Like, there's, okay. there's definitely that. But then this is a weird thing, is that once you learn the mechanics about how the game works, there's kind of a, like like, a Pokemon system where, like, the green god can take out blue enemies, like, blue god enemies, red god can take out green enemies. So you're saying, like, elemental... Elemental-type bullshit, right? Okay. Well, that's, like, RPG-ish just kind of stuff. The thing is, is that once you learn that, the combat becomes super easy and just feels like it's taken away from what you want to do, which is the story. Okay. Like, that's the thing. Like, all I remember, like, the stuff that's a decade old or whatever, all it is is little story moments that have stuck in there. Right. I, d- I don't remember the combat ever being a significant issue, so maybe I just knew about this elemental thing or, like, right. read it somewhere. It's like, oh, okay, I'll just do that. And then it was But the annoying an thing is, it's like, there'll be a whole chapter where 
nothing like big is revealed. Okay. And you just spent an hour killing zombies mindlessly. That's super boring. Okay. So the pacing is bad with the mechanics of how the game plays. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I don't remember like how did it wrap up. It's like I don't know. It's been too long for it to really resonate forever. It was more just like like the big the big thing that seems to always be like insanity the thing effects. is the insanity effect. Yeah, so it's let's like, talk about oh, the there's that one where the TV turns off or whatever, or yeah. the volume goes down, but it doesn't look anything like your TV's interaction like volume meter, so it doesn't work at all. Yeah, <laughs> like, just. Dopey little tricks that, hey, Arkham Asylum fans, like, the Scarecrow did that. Sure. That's probably where it came from. Let's talk about why the insanity effects are bad. Okay, yeah, fair enough, because I was kind of, yeah. Because if you're in a battle where there's, like, ten zombies in the room or something. Yeah. And, like, so the way the insanity works is that if an enemy looks at you, like, sure, you're going to be frightened if you see this, like, corpse, like, turn its head and, like, stare at you or something. You're going to be like, oh, fuck. Oh, that's scary. The thing is, every zombie in this room can do that, so your sanity meter just goes all the way down because, like, all ten of them just, like, glare at you and start chasing you. Okay. So the insanity effects kick in, and sometimes you get, there's kind of an RNG random insanity effect that you'll get that'll, like, happen as your insanity meter is low. Okay. So there can be ones where there's literally one where your top half of your torso just explodes into blood and your like legs drop like you died. Yeah. So it's just lying to you. And then it just goes like white, like a white, like, and like, then it shows a scene again. Okay. The problem is the zombies haven't stopped moving and they're now on you, but your <laughs> character was forced to stop you're for just, that insanity. You're just effect. watching this animation of craziness. But the enemies didn't stop, so they are now right beside you and grabbing you. Okay. And then they box you in. Yeah. Or another thing that happens is, um, again, maybe I mostly just remember the silly ones, like the memory card, a bug on the screen. Yeah. And the volume. There's an insanity effect where it changes, like, if you're holding up on the controller, you're going backwards or the other way. Okay, yeah. So if you're running away from something, you're now running into it and you die. Like, (laughs) it's actually just bad. It's really bad design because I get the things that are supposed to... Yeah, I get that. I know, I know. But it's literally killing you. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just speaking on behalf of Dennis Dyack, who's in here. I'm just right. justifying. No, no I, I you don't, don't have to justify him to me. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. the one who liked Too Human. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I wanted to see that series like, where's, play out. Where's my trilogy, Dennis? I want it so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I would pay extra money to be able to get, like, a prototype. Okay. I really like so that like, series. Hey, don't self-fund Shadow of the Eternals. Where's Too Human 2? Or, like, don't take people... Off of projects that make money to make X-Men Dynasties and then Eternal Darkness 2, which you're never going to finish. Isn't Dimensions? Dimensions, Okay, yes. But yeah, Same yeah, thing. yeah. No, they were mired in all sorts of nonsense for a while. But, uh, no, it's fine. It's been, again, it's been, it's been a decade. I've never really felt like, I should pick this up and play it again. This is a timeless classic. Like, no. No, but, you shouldn't. Like, that thing about having, like, repurposing the environments, having kind of character-centric stuff, a lot of that stuff almost sounds like the Telltale model of just, like, using the same area to have different scenes that are story-conscious. I don't love Telltale games. I know. But the, I'm, I'm just saying, like, but this has gameplay in it, but you're saying the gameplay can often just be boring or, yeah. or just kind of cheap because of the sanity stuff. With the sanity stuff, I actually just want to bring up another game that sort of tries to deal with a lot of the same stuff. It's Lovecraft, it's all that stuff. Call of Cthulhu yeah. 
has sanity yeah, as far as I recall, but isn't it just it's another health meter essentially that can kill you? Yeah. Like it's just your character will kill themselves if they stare at the unworldly horrors for too long. Well, this is a thing that's in the tabletop version of the game. Is that okay? In the tabletop game, one of the meter, not meters, but one of the oh yeah, sorry, I'm talking about sanity. Dark corners of the earth. The you're talking about the video game, but this is just one of the things that they took from that to put in this. Okay, okay. Because it's central to Lovecraft. A big thing of Call of Cthulhu is that stuff won't necessarily kill you. Like in that universe, so much as it'll make you so insane that you're useless or you kill yourself. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So just you're in an asylum now because you couldn't. Old gods, man. They're pretty crazy. They don't actually kill you. They just like fuck with you until They're you just want to die. They're just so wrong. You can't even deal with it. Yeah. So was Green Cthulhu? Like, who did you? No. So Green deals more with like mind tricks and is like, ooh, like that. So the Green is your, like, sanity bar. Okay. So it represents, like, when you choose green, you'll take the normal amount of damage and you'll have, like, the normal amount of magic or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, your sanity will go down faster because all enemies will, like, drain your sanity quicker. Mm-hmm. So red is, I believe, enemies do more damage, but you do more damage to them too or something, or they don't do as much damage. Basically, the idea is is that the red god is, like, this mindless beast type god that like is strong or whatever, so it deals more with like vitality and health. Okay. The green is more about like sanity and mind stuff, that sort of thing. Okay. And the blue is more like magic or whatever. So just okay. The, so the core elements of the game, and that's why like how they say that like green or red beats green because red is kind of a mindless brute so green can't do anything because it's all about like mind games and stuff like that and this is too stupid to be thwarted by that right so exactly just with its club and, okay right exactly but like okay. green beats blue because magic what like there's different <laughs> okay. there's version there's like in-game reasons justifications why yeah they kind of like fuck with each other okay so rock paper scissors yeah like okay essentially but uh all right. Have you have you completed it or no? I'm on chapter nine of twelve. Okay. So have you been game overing a lot with these issues, or just kind um, of not having fun? So the first night I started it, I gamed over and then was like, "Oh fuck, I have to start from the beginning because it has a save feature." Yeah. And all the other survival horror games I've been playing that this month for Halloween, yeah, have been like you have a save point, like Silent Saves Hill, some no oh. Silent Hill, Resident Evil. Like, you have a save point, right? Sure, yeah, yeah, okay. This doesn't even have that? No, you just it's save just, in you your menu. You finish a chapter? Oh, okay. So so it actually gives you more power over saving, you just yeah. weren't used to how Except it Except sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you can't save because the darkness is coming or whatever. <laughs> but Fun, okay. But then you leave that room and go into, like, the next room and then save there. It's like, oh, there's like, no darkness here. Yeah. You're, you're fine. Yeah, then you're fine. <laughs> okay. So... Yeah, I I don't know that I really encounter too many people. Like, I mean, the Shadow of the Eternals self-funding thing did fail. Like, yeah. people are kind of over Eternal Darkness as far as I perceive. People were stoked when... Okay, like, I mean, they're still voting for it, you're right. Yeah. So there's still, like, general interest and curiosity about it. I don't know if that's but, fans. But see, I understand why. Yeah. Because right now, being the one playing it, I would rather watch the story than be the one stuck playing it. Okay. So, I would rather watch a speedrunner, not, sp- like, 
I will, right now I want to watch a speedrunner play really fast through the parts and then leave the cutscenes play. Okay. That would be dope to me. Actually, this has been a thing I've kind of been thinking about a little bit. Like, some of it was the From Software stuff led me to investigating some Kingsfield. Okay. Yeah. And then I was watching some footage of Kingsfield 4 and just being like, okay, I don't think I could ever play this game. Sure. But thanks to this Adamus Prime guy for filming it all. Because sure. that's better. Because I don't want For me. Yeah. Like, this yeah. is this serves my purpose of just seeing, like, oh, that enemy design is actually really similar to the worm and demon yeah. souls in the mines. That's kind of cool. It's actually the same way to have archiving a the experience. Yeah, just here's archiving this game. This game is no longer playable. Like, right. essentially, this game is clunky and weird. Yeah. You don't really want this anymore. This has actually been a thing that made me really mad when I was listening to the latest Bombcast. Because okay. my understanding is uh, Dan Reichert is going through Halo games. Okay. Yeah. And to me, that just seems like that serves no one because Halo is really well made and really approachable. So if you want Halo, yeah. play some damn Halo. It's not hard. I There's, mean, everybody you know, know that cares about games know like what to expect from that series. Plus it's just by now. millions of copies sold. People have seen it. People know I mean, the tale of the Master Chief and the Keith David. There's collections and remasters of the old there's, games. So it's yeah. easily obtainable too. Yeah. yeah. Where I was thinking like, yeah, you need like a game with a certain amount of clunk. That is like, this is like, thank you for playing this because I'm interested in Rule of Rose, but I don't want to play it. Yeah. I want to see it, you know? Like, I just want to have as good a time as I can with this game. Well, so that's where the streamer steps in and says, might, I will have a terrible time struggling through these honestly, mechanics for you. That kind of thing. Honestly, that's on my list. Like, there you go. There it might should be, be on your list. Creepy Kids a, game. There like, might be a VOD. That's just had an <laughs> asterisk next to it for years. They're just like, what the hell is this game? And then, you know, lingering curiosity, but do you want to spend $90 to get a PS2 copy? Also, Haunting Grounds. Exactly. Yeah. That's, you know what? I shouldn't give out my whole list. <laughs> Don't, yeah, no, I'm not trying to spoil the list. I'm just... Yeah. Like, these are games that no one would play except people who are very interested, right? Yeah. So I love survival horror games. I, I don't know. I guess I just, I see value in that vicarious experience. I don't really see it in everyone has played this. Like, everyone could play this. Yeah. This game's easy. This game is well made. That's why it was, like, sold millions game of copies. Game of the year forever. I don't even necessarily mean easy. Like, it's not challenging. Like, obviously on Legendary, those games aren't a slouch. But those games are, like, designed for mass market appeal. Of course. You know, like, these, these are meant to be enjoyable for a lot of people. And I don't know. I just I didn't really see any logic in playing that for yeah. Like I don't know who's looking for that. Sure. But that maybe just I don't have the same needs as the current giant bomb audience. I don't know. I find myself weirdly like disconnected from them most of the time. It's the East Coast stuff I enjoy more, but uh, yeah, yeah. It really boils down to the podcast mostly. So okay. Anyway, not to grouch about that. But okay, so speaking of Silicon Knights, um, they made a little game called uh, Legacy of Kane, right? Did they? Yeah. Yeah. Are you sure? Going far enough back, some of that stuff is theirs. That is that is their territory. As, as Silicon Knights? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I, okay, I'll I, take, that wasn't the point of what I was I'll saying. I'll take your word for it. Uh, Crystal Dynamics got involved in those. Yeah. Soul Reaver. Yeah. Uh, so I've been so I've been listening to some uh, designer notes. It's a podcast where they're they're talking to Amy Hennig, creative director of okay uh, those games, and also Uncharted and the new Star Wars game yeah. EA with Visceral and all this stuff. But the game that like kind of 
made me curious about like oh, okay like she she lists Soul Reaver as like her the game she's most proud of essentially because it just sure. kind of those games are good came up with a lot of like the the phasing to different like the spectral realm or whatever yeah that was kind of this weird hurdle those games are good figure out. I really like Legacy of Kane games I'm curious about like okay I, so I loaded up uh, Soul Reaver two because it okay. worked. Uh, there was some weird DPI scaling issue with the first game. I'm pretty sure they're on Steam. They're on Steam. That's where I got them. I, okay. I got the whole bundle of them. I have uh, Defiance on Xbox, but I was kind of reading through some old reviews and stuff of that that series, and Defiance apparently wasn't really super loved. Okay. But perhaps just because it's uh, doesn't iterate very much, it just kind of has the same stuff. I don't know. I'm not exactly sure like how... I've only played a couple hours, but... It's a game that I feel a little weird about in that it's like, I just want to play a video game when I'm playing a video game, and there are some long-winded cutscenes in that game. Yeah. That is very proud of, because it's like, man, we got, like, real voice actors, and they're here recording, like, this thoughtfully written dialogue for it. Sure. And it's like, well, that's really cool, but I want to cut stuff with my sword, so... Can you skip it? Probably, but it just seems they've put so much attention in it. That I, that's why you're here. Oh. So it just et- seems weirdly. Eternal Darkness, you cannot skip cutscenes. So when I had to restart the game, I had to watch all of the intro again. Okay, that sucks. Yeah. Okay. So that, that's the thing. I'm not pressing start when I first encounter cutscenes because I want to, like, what's going on here? Uh-huh. Like, what's happening? It turns out, don't start at Soul Reaver 2 because it just picks up right in After. the middle of yeah. all sorts of stuff. Like, it's just like, Kane is just talking to Ra- Raziel and just like, yeah saying all this nonsense, and it's just like, yeah, man, we went through the time portal, we got to it's like, okay, I didn't do any of this, I didn't jump through the time portal, like, Raziel seems super pissed at you, he keeps saying you defiled him, and I don't know, that sounds bad, <laughs> like, it's just, like, really, like, it's just into its lore, and I'm not part of this conversation, yeah. so, I do appreciate that you can just kind of pick up weapons and use them, I sure. like that, uh, like, it's got this kind of L targeting stuff. Like it's got the Ocarina of Time. Business. I mean, that's standard now. Yeah, yeah. That, that game's kind of old. This is like o two o one o one. I think is Soul Reaver two. So Soul Reaver's probably ninety nine. Sure, two thousand. Yeah. So right around then. But I I don't know. I guess I'm not really sure. Like uh, how much I'm gonna go through. Like how much I'm gonna that's stick fair. with it. If I do, I'm probably gonna not play original Legacy of Cain and just start at Soul How does a gameplay feel for that time? Uh, a little... Eternal Darkness-y? Well, that's... <laughs> I don't know. It's it's a little... Shitty? Clunky with the animation. Like, I don't mind the fighting. It's actually kind of fun, but it's, it's kind of... It just seems like, well, this is kind of primitive now. Like, this is old. Of course. Like, yeah. I can tell it's old, but it works. Like, I can lock onto the guy's... I can hit I can hit them with my sword and stuff. I have a block mechanic. That it has the like vampirism type soul sucking stuff to restore your health seems to really make it a lot easier. Yeah. So I'm I haven't like died. Uh-huh. But just kind of little stuff that's like just where do I go next? What do I do? Like where like oh you can do this big spring jump. Okay, well I didn't know that and then now I can get out of this area. Like little little stuff that's just like oh wow. Yeah, games have really communicated what you are supposed to do but it just feels like really constrained in a lot of ways like i haven't had the like it's almost like metal gear or something where it's just like all right uh so we just ended this cutscene all right walk 10 steps all right here's another cutscene 
Like, it just jumps right back into, like, now you're talking to this elder eyeballs thing. And is that a Disney voice actor? Like, just little stuff, but it's just, like, you just watched, like, Kane was just talking to you for, like, five straight minutes. Yeah. And now this dude's talking for you to you for, like, three minutes. And in the meantime, maybe you killed, like, a guy. I don't know. I just, I don't know if I should expect that game to, like, open up and just go adventure. Here's a dungeon. Like, that kind of Zelda model stuff. I don't remember. I don't think it's very much like that. Or just, yeah, it just... (laughs) So, I'm, like, hearing what Amy Hennig is saying and, like, kind of appreciating in some abstract way, like, how they've developed storytelling and, like getting all the actors in one room and they're all mic'd up and we're we're kind of really treating this like some theater. We're really putting some efforts in here. Yeah. That's cool. I'm really glad they've like evolved or really the thing is I'm glad they've started to do that stuff while you're playing. Right. So it's just like Drake is talking while you're doing stuff. Right. As opposed to Raziel, like you'll walk into an area and then it's just like, here's a little monologue from Raziel about this giant tapestry. You're just like, all right. Like, and it's not just he starts talking about the tapestry you're near. That would be kind of neat. It's just like, nope, cutscene time. And it just like starts panning up it and showing it to you. And it's just like, all right, like I, I am trying to appreciate this, but I, I have no nostalgia glasses for this series. Yeah. So all I'm seeing is what's right here. And it's a little hard. It's, 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 I, I can sort of understand like the strides that were taken, but. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's a little hard. That sounds rough, actually. <laughs> and that's the second one, so I don't know how hardcore that PS1 game was, like the original. I story. remember it being worse than the second. Okay. So... Worse in the second? Then. Okay. <laughs> so two two made strides, and even then, two, two's a little... Rough. Stiff, and... Yeah. yeah. Games are weird that way. Like, it's just... Like, I'm watching movies from five, six decades ago, and it's just like, well, it's a movie. Like, they're, you know, it works the same way. It's just the actors on the screen playing people, talking. Like, it's it's all pretty uh, pretty much the same today as it was then. Just there's little hiccups here and there with special effects technology and stuff like this. But yeah, that kind of technical binding, especially in the 3D era, seems to be stuff. You want to take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's getting hot in here. It is. I told you, it gets hot quick. It took a while, though, but okay. But I also haven't... Like, it'll stay hot now. That's the weird thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, right. we'll be back with more chatting about stuff. After this. These messages. Now you have to put something there. <laughs> yeah. I have to make up a song. There we go. Pizza Town. All right. Okay. Well, if we did that correctly, you just heard an ad for Pizza Town. It's a new restaurant. <laughs> pizza so, Town. Just made it up. It's not yeah. true. Uh, I had a pizza from... A pizza place down there called Forestry Pizza. They have two locations in Calgary. Okay. It might have been the best pizza I've had in Calgary. Oh, okay. Forestry Pizza, available at your local Calgary. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah, if you find yourself in Calgary for some reason. Uh, the weird thing is, is that that one is on 4th Street, so yeah. Okay. The other one, I think, is on 17th Avenue. Is it called 17th Avenue Pizza? No. It's oh. called 14th Street Pizza, or 4th Street Pizza, or whatever. Oh, okay. On yeah. 17th? I think. Okay. I don't know. I that, mean, I could look it up, but... Don't worry about it, because... Uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, we're not really talking about pizza. We're talking about Soul Reaver 2. <sighs> Welcome back. Yeah. No, sorry. Um, 
I, the thing, the main takeaway from all of that stuff, like the Designer Notes podcast, isn't so much like, oh, this old game is old. Like, I don't want to be a jerk about it. It's just like, some about, well, I'm the end user. I'm playing it. Am I having a good time? That's fine. How hard it is to make this good yeah. is kind of more apparent to me now, where it's just like, well, it was 2001. Like, you kind of have to, like, mentally put yourself back in what video games were then, like, to even begin to be like, oh, okay, you know what? I can't really fault it for that, because why would it know to do that? Because it was, it, was, right. it was then, and now is now, and yeah. I've played like more refined people are smarter now bigger teams like all this kind of stuff also technology no i don't i don't know that at all that people are smarter now it's more just like there we've just come a long way in middleware and all these little things that have kind of added right. up to more fun games maybe more fun i don't you know whatever that means right but yeah there was a lot of kind of metaphors of just like or illustrations of like developing triple a games is like jumping off a cliff and then building your parachute on the way down kind of thing, or like you're on a runaway train and having to lay down the tracks as you're rushing towards a wall or whatever. So you could break or something like just like you're, you're out of control and it's crazy. And there's so many demands and the kind of what a game could be isn't confined by anything. It could just be like, well, just make it better, make it bigger. Like there's no excuse. Like it's not like a movie where it's like, we want you to tell a two hour story yeah. It's about this guy, this happens, like, shoot this screenplay, make it good. Like, there's yeah. a limit to that, there's an expectation that is very clearly defined over the past century or whatever. This is just like, well, just make an awesome game that sells millions of copies. Like, yeah, do idiot. that, idiot. Do it. Yeah, just do yeah, it. You're getting paid to do it. Yeah, just do it. Why are you doing it? Yeah. Like, that kind of just, like, there's no, like, yeah, there's no glass ceiling. Like, there's, is a glass ceiling? Yeah. I don't know. It's just... Sky's the limit, just keep going kind of thing. So that's where crunch and all that kind of stuff goes to, where people are working 80 hours, like, they live in the office. Like, apparently that's just that's just expected. Living there, basically. Essentially. Like, I, yeah, I've been kind of poking around just reading about various studios, like uh, uh, English people working in Japanese development places and kind of just giving advice of just like yeah just get get used to the idea of sleeping at your desk like try it out one night you know get comfortable <laughs> like just kind of like this is going to happen like you're yeah. going to not see your family <laughs> like it's just this is the way that's terrible it's kind of terrible yeah and yeah th- th- this uh amy hennig discussion like yeah it it's such a weird like there's no real obvious great solution because it's kind of just like well at some point, yeah, there's probably diminishing returns on, like, if someone's just super burnt out, are yeah. they really going to be able to contribute much? No. But it's it's still still just kind of this, like, well, but, like, what if that one idea occurs to you on, like, day seven of the week? You know, like, maybe it'll happen. Like, it's just kind of, there's no rules on that kind right. of thing. So, and, like, the companies that are running it all are kind of... <sighs> It really does sound kind of like taking advantage of the employee's enthusiasm for the medium. Like, they're just kind of, you love games, right? Well, make great games, and, you know, here's here's overtime, just keep working. Or here's no overtime, just keep working. You need to, like, this comp- competition That's terrible. attitude. Yeah, it's crazy. So that's the kind of stuff that makes me feel really shitty when it's like, no, I don't, I don't like this, this, this is a bullshit level in Uncharted 3, for example. Like, I... I was replaying that game not that long ago and just kind of was like, what am I talking, what was I talking about? This game's great. 
And then I got to this midway point where there's a bunch of dudes with shotguns on boats, and they just murder you. Right. And I was like, wow, that just sucks the energy right out of this game. And, you know, I don't like it. But knowing that game was, like, rapidly, like, it's like you have a two-year dev cycle, pre-production, and post. Naughty Dog was restructuring at the time because they just had a giant hit. So they were, like, getting all these new people and splitting it to multiple teams and all this stuff. Like, just kind of getting a better sense of, like, what was going on. Yeah. It's like, oh, well... That doesn't make this shotgun level more fun, but it does make me feel shitty. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry. Like, it's, I don't know. Video games. They're just, it, at some point it becomes kind of like, well, I'm just glad anything came out and it, it was okay. Like, yeah. I had a pretty good time. Like, and there, yeah, there's some real high, high points in that game, but I don't know. It's just, it's hard to feel good about being so petty about some of the stuff because it's just like, so much so much work and stuff went into it but but maybe they should just do it better from the well, beginning th- at some point yeah there's got to be more like setting more realistic goals or like yeah. kind of putting th- there was some discussion about that too of like it's hard to convince a major studio that's like listen we want to make like a really great six hour video game like this is the number of people we need to do it like, we can charge this much. Can we do that? Like, it just, that's a hard pitch, apparently. Cause it, that, the pattern is set where it's just like $60 video games. They should be this long. They should have multiplayer. Like, these are kind of just the triple A expectations. Right. So it just kind of, which is why the new Doom has multiplayer, even though nobody wants it. Nobody that. really needed it. Yeah. Nobody wanted it. It's, it's like this feature no one was talking about. Right. So why, why? Yeah. But, because they had to. It, well, sure. They had just to kind so of this... much, they got a different team to do it, while the real team worked on what it mattered. Yeah. So just, I don't know. It's, it's, that there's no, I don't have a solution. Amy yeah. Hennig doesn't either, and she's been working in the biz for 20 years, but it was, it was an interesting, I, I enjoyed hearing, like, those kind of insights and stuff. But some, some of the method, really, behind the Uncharted games was literally, like, deconstructing movies specifically star wars and indiana jones yeah and kind of getting those kind of major beats and like kind of well you need to open and establish what's going on like you you got your MacGuffin, all that kind of stuff yeah. but just like kind of well it's going to be longer than two hours obviously but we still need to kind of be mindful of how these flow if yeah. we're going to get something like that sure so i kind of i kind of thought that was cool and i don't it's been kind of a thing where like it's not it's not perfect, but when now when I'm kind of like watching movies, I'm kind of like, well, well, that's like specifically there was a sequence in uh, Alfred Hitchcock's North by Northwest, yeah, where it's the crop dust like he's standing at this intersection waiting for somebody he doesn't know what's going on, and then like this background element essentially in the scene, like it, it it's one of the first things he sees is just this crop duster like. You know, it's yeah. blasting fluids over this uh, field. And it's just like, okay, whatever. Like, farms. Yeah. Like, it just kind of seems to just be, like, a bit of tone setting for the environment. It's just yeah. Like, yeah, you're in Illinois. There's fields. Uh, there's a plane. Whatever. Yeah. And then it's great because, like, that is the antagonistic part of the scene. Like, that plane suddenly starts turning towards Cary Grant. And it's yeah. just like, what the hell is going on? And then it just starts attacking him. And it's like... I don't know. The, that turn in that scene I thought was really, really cool. And that's like sort of this like, I don't know, like hiding in plain sight kind of 
emerging from like right. you don't expect it to become hostile but it does like just like how could you turn that into something that would be like compelling to just see play out in an interactive way but would it just have to follow the exact same beats of the scene for you to win like that can't be right right it's like we have to stop the guy in the truck and then you have to hide under the truck and then the plane just crashes into the truck because it's an idiot like no it'd have to be more dynamic than that but I don't know movies yeah movies <laughs> I kind of, like, the way I was saying, like, old games just kind of have this, well, this is old now. Yeah. That movie, honestly, does have some of that. Uh-huh. Where it's just, like, specifically the last major set piece is them, like, running around on top of Mount Rushmore. Yeah. And Alfred Hitchcock's dead, so he won't hear this podcast. It's fine. That's how we know it's old. Yeah. That's yeah. how we know it's old, first off. Yeah. It just looks like garbage. Like, it looks really, like, wow. The layers of, like, that's not real. Like, there's just so many, like, this is projected, this is a matte painting. Like, that kind of just look where... I don't know if it's just the modern film goer or it just something a projectionist could account for in a theater to kind yeah. of, like, hide those scenes a little better or something. But just watching the DVD on my TV is just like, man, none of this, like... The whole thing is they're in danger, like, hanging off the edge of this mountain or whatever. But if it just never looks right, that yeah. just doesn't work. That's bad. It just feels kind of bad. So, like, it's like this well-regarded, revered, like, one of the best thrillers ever kind of IMDb, top 250, all that kind of stuff. But it's just like, no, nah, it's kind of old. Like, it's kind of it's kind of dated and clunky here and there. Like, even that the Corruptor scene has, like, some, well, that was a model and stuff like that at times. Yeah. But it mostly keeps it together. Like, it, it focuses better on what works, what it can do. Uh-huh. It's within its limits a little more. This is, like, here and there, there's just kind of... or Really, it just seems like this used to be an okay way to do it. Like, just kind of a person sitting in a car and they're rear-projecting footage of traffic and stuff, but it just all looks like nonsense. Like, that kind of old effect kind of thing. Right. Ah, anyway. Movie that doesn't have any of that. Yeah. Shin Godzilla. Yeah, no. I mean, it shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, because it just came out. Okay. Um. So, first of all, I haven't seen this because every time that I was able to go, I was working, essentially. Yeah, and it's been kind of weird in that it's Funimation having limited screenings. Yeah. Like, hey, this Wednesday only, come on They down. had, like, two in Calgary. Yeah. Last week. Was it two? I, I, know, think. I think it was the 12th and the 19th each had days, or each okay. had times. Maybe it was two show times gotcha. night or something. Maybe. Yeah, actually, yeah. I think it was like a 7 and a 9 o'clock or something like right. that. Um, so I went last week. Uh-huh. Uh, when it came out. When it, when it, like, yeah. yeah, it's earliest date available here. That's just kind of how it worked out with uh, my wife's work schedule and stuff. But, um, yeah, so... Is there, like... Godzilla Resurgence, I I've guess. S- I've seen... A Godzilla movie in my time. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, is there going to be, like, any spoilers or anything? Like, is there? does this movie do anything different enough that it's like, I probably shouldn't tell you that happens? Oh, kind of, to actually. Me. Like, I there's, okay. like, stuff that I... Like, it's like, this is a 62-year-old property, and there was new surprises to be had. Okay. Which I thought was awesome. So, I know that, like, it starts with him as, like, a tadpole, basically. Like, super mm. young Godzilla or something. No! And then... No, I like, don't know. He's actually, been... in some weird kind of awful lungfish form, yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah, he's still really large, though. Yes, that's the thing. But like, and okay, I guess even if you know that's Godzilla, that's the thing. When 
when the first monster appeared on screen, I was not sure it was Godzilla because it looked so weird. Okay. Because he's just running differently. It's like a giant stegosaurus with like gills just venting radiated blood. Like it just looked insane. I was like, oh, weird. There's another monster for him to fight. And it's like, no, that's Godzilla. He's, yeah. he's got to evolve or whatever. And yeah, he kind of powers up and all this kind of stuff. It's Hideaki Anno. It's the director of Evangelion. Yeah. Uh, that is a readily apparent if you're familiar with just how those shows are cut together. I'm not. Okay. I don't know how that's going to impact, like, how you enjoy this or not. All, all it really means is there's, like, a certain, like, he- seriousness. Like, there's a, He takes the subject matter very, very seriously. Okay. Like, it's a giant lizard yeah. attacking contemporary Japan, but that isn't a joke. Like, it's not, right. it's not, you know, haha, isn't this zany at all? It's like grimly serious about it. But there's laughs to be had in a way, but it's apparently for like the dialogue and the pacing of how all the human stuff is handled, he was actually looking to the social network for like okay. how to do that. Like, have, you know, very serious, intense meetings, like fast pacing, all this kind of like rapid fire dialogue, Aaron Sorkin style, with okay. Japanese people. Okay. And having like intense government meetings about this crazy natural disaster that is happening, which happens to be taking the form of a giant lizard that is who knows what it is because they've never seen it before. Like, that's the thing. It's like Godzilla 85 was a reboot, but it still acknowledged the original Godzilla as having been a thing that happened. Right. So it was kind of this weird half step where they're still alluding to characters and stuff from that and be like, oh yeah, the oxygen destroyer. Yeah, it's not going to work this time and stuff <laughs> like this. Whereas here it's just like, all right, well, let's shoot it with guns. Yeah. That is not like, let's shoot it with guns, cut to guns. It's like, well, we can't actually do that. We have this a- agreement with the United States after World War II where we're our s- security forces, we're not allowed to employ them unless we're in an engagement with another country. What is this? This is a giant lizard. We need to do that. There's like 10 minutes of meetings about them figuring out, well, is it okay if we shoot like, it? How are we going to deal with this? <laughs> yeah. Thing? yeah. And then they shoot it and it's like, well, that didn't work. Like th- th- this <laughs> yeah. kind of stuff. But I just loved having that kind of like, a ton of setup for like little moments of payoff where they actually show like, all right, we're going to fire rockets at this thing now and just see how that goes. And I suppose there's some kind of like, well, it's, it's, it's a Japanese made movie with like not industrial light and magic behind it. So some of the CGI stuff isn't like cutting edge, but it seems to generally play within what it can do. So I, I was never really like, there were some scenes where I was like, that is some of the most impressive, like, kaiju thing I've seen on a screen. And it's from Japan, so cool. And it's in this story that's, like, taking things 100% seriously in a way that is always about Godzilla, essentially. Okay. Like, it's not the Aaron Johnson's on a train Good. and, oh, there's this little kid and my wife is a nurse. And it's just like, I don't, f- I don't fucking care because there's a giant monster. There's yeah. two of them. So you have it, two giant monsters in this movie. Why are we here looking at this person? I don't care. So it focuses on... Like, yeah, the these thing. meetings are about Godzilla. Yeah. This, this concern is just like, I don't give a fuck about anything else that was happening because there's a giant lizard and we don't know what that's about. Like, yeah. we have to deal with this. Like, yeah, it is always like... There's people with their own, like, political ambitions and this kind of stuff, but it's like them leveraging how they handle this Godzilla situation to get ahead in their in their crazy politics game. So does this go back to, like, Godzilla being the bad guy? Oh, yeah. Godzilla, yeah. I like, on, like, I've been watching 
unfortunately, like the dubbed versions, so there's a certain silly element to them just inherently in the form yeah. I've been watching most of them. But like, I have never been like scared of Godzilla because it's always just like this rubber suit guy. Like, yeah. it's like, well, this is funny. Like, I mean, it's always been a little silly. Sure. Gojira treats him like a serious force of nature that's destroying everything. Like, it's, which he is. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it, you know, it's like that post World War II nuclear commentary. Like, it's, it has something to say. This movie also has something to say. It's like post Fukushima, like similar, like, we're actually going to think and reflect about some of this stuff in the context of a giant lizard movie. And, but yeah, no, there are moments where Godzilla just looks insane. Like, it's just like, I don't know what he's going to do. Like, I don't know what this thing is able to do. And then there's occasions where it's like, they have Godzilla do destruction stuff on just this like insane scale. And the way those scenes are cut is very, is very Evangelion. But there are moments where, yeah, Godzilla just seems insanely powerful in a way I don't know that I've ever like felt watching one of those movies. I always see this picture right here of yeah. like Godzilla like overlooking a soccer game or something. Yeah. That I, that's very kind of looks silly there. Classic Godzilla. That like yeah, yeah, he's the chunky-legged big big Godzilla thing. Like he generally does look like that. It is that design, but there are some things he pulls off with just like like some moments that I felt were fairly good in the latest American movie where it's just like, Oh man, like they show off his radiation breath or whatever. Like this movie one ups that stuff. I felt like tenfold. It's just like the amount of destructive chaos that Godzilla is capable of. I was very, very impressed by. I was, I was, I was really, really happy with the movie. Like having this kind of long, like it's, it's kind of, he's kind of become a bit of a joke. You know, kaiju stuff is hard to take seriously in general. Yeah. This managed to pull that off on occasion, and I, I, I respect that tremendously. There are moments where the storytelling stuff, like, there's, there's specifically, like, a few moments where the dialogue gets kind of hammy in a way that I was like, eh, okay. Like, it's for the human side of a Godzilla story, it is still by far the most like competent that has ever been. <laughs> okay. okay. Cause a lot of that is like, there, there is a lot of like, we're having meetings about how we're going to deal with this Godzilla threat, but they will be very kind of like, all right, we're going to fill this Valley with gasoline and that'll scare him over here. Little montage. Now that's happening. Okay. That didn't work. Like it, it just doesn't like flesh out all of this stuff and like absurd things are happening, but no one's really, like treating it like it's that crazy like i don't know there's a certain like this is crazy the characters know it's crazy they're actually acting like it's really really like this is all insane what's happening right now but they have to deal with what's going on right and it seems to cover a lot of it's like well what about the u.s how are they going to weigh on this that is addressed like if the international community is obviously going to be very interested if this insane thing ever happened so it it does a pretty good job of covering all that stuff there was one character that is, uh, she speaks English. Okay. But she speaks it very, like, rustily. It's, yeah. like, obviously not her first language. But for the character, she is supposed to be like, yeah, she's from the United States. She's the daughter of this uh, prominent politician over there. She's going to be president someday. Like, this is a subplot in the movie. And it's just, like, it's really hard to take those conversations seriously. Right. When it's, like... Yeah, that's that's quite an accent. Like, I don't know. This is weird. Like, 
it occasionally gets mired up in some of its political subplot stuff a little more than I'd like. Like, I could see some folks having, like, pacing issues with it in terms of how it spaces out its big showpiece kind of Godzilla doing stuff moments. Because there's, like, good stretches of time where it's like, yeah, there's a lot of meetings. There's a lot of talking. Yeah. Like, fortunately, it's cut really rapidly. It's, like, generally well acted and thoughtfully kind of put together. But it it's kind of a thing where it's like, well, that's not what I'm here for. I'm here for Giant Lizard. I still felt okay that it's like, well, this is always about that. Right. That's I kind of said that already, but whereas I felt other movies kind of get weirdly sidetracked in terms of like, this has nothing to do with the fact that there is a giant, like, there. it's not an elephant in the room, it's a giant radioactive lizard. This is easily the most interesting thing that has ever happened to anywhere. Right. Yeah, yeah. Why would you be talking about anything else? This movie doesn't make that mistake. Okay. So I really liked it for that. And yeah, just some insane stuff Godzilla does, and it left, like, there's actually, like, questions left unanswered that are usually answered by a movie like this, where Uh you're like, well, where did this come from? We don't have time to deal with that, because it just knocked over another building. Yeah. Okay? We need to get it out of here. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So... There's tons of room for more, and I'm very happy to read, like, oh, wow, it actually did incredibly well at the Japanese box office. Like, it's it's doing really well. So, yay. Like, this means green light. Like, it's it's the highest grossing Toho Godzilla ever, is my understanding. Good. So, I'm happy about that, yeah. Okay. But, rapid, rapid. rapid. Did you read Hank's review? I have not. Okay. Okay. No, that's fine. Okay. I did read it. He loves it. Okay. He thinks it's, like, one of the best things ever. Okay. I think it's easily, like, my favorite movie this year so far. Like, but I mean, I have that, like, we we were talking about nostalgia today. I do have plenty of latent, like, long-term Godzilla enjoyment. So to see some of that stuff successfully, like, invested in, like, to be, to see see that stuff well-articulated was a joy in and of itself. For the first time, like, ever. Yeah. So, like... Someone could watch it and just like, yeah, there wasn't enough Godzilla or like yeah. some of the CG or really take issue with some of the political subplots. I feel like I need to acknowledge all of that stuff, but I don't, I didn't bother me at all. Like I've, I've, I've endured like really corny movies in this franchise sure. for a long time and gotten enjoyment out of them. This is like, oh, this is actually a good movie and it happens to be a Godzilla movie. This is great. So. Okay. Can I just... I don't know whether to, like, number myself, like, amongst Evangelion fans, but it is a crazy series, if you haven't ever thought about it. I don't know. You've talked about it at length. I have? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because there was a time when you were going through them. Yeah, we did go through the the series, which I think is 26 episodes. And the pacing of that series is really weird, but that, that might just be anime. Yeah. Like, in how they... And then the last episode is, like, their the stories. weirdest fucking thing ever. <laughs> the last episode is really strange, and then they kind of apologize for it with, like, three hours of other stuff. Like, more yeah. stuff. Like, there's movies and things that are kind of... Alright, we're gonna elaborate on that ending a little bit. That was a little weird, sorry. That kind of stuff. Anyway, uh, I don't know. It's It really just seems like someone who is interested in experimenting and, like, is, in their own way, a very accomplished storyteller handling a Godzilla movie mm-hmm. that's like that, I don't think that happens very often like it's just kind of this is great the right person has something they want to do and is bringing that vision to light right 
yay, finally. Like, because, yeah. yeah, I don't really feel like the guy that directed Monsters and, like, Brian Cranston, like, these people don't have a Godzilla story that's been lingering in right. their hearts for decades and they have to tell it. Like, this is like, no, Hideaki Anno has a Godzilla story. Like, right. Pull up a seat. Let's let's see what happens. So, anyway, sorry. I, I will read the review. No, I didn't, that's fine. No, that was posted. I was just wondering if, like, you had yet. Because okay. I know you periodically will just, like, go through, see. I, I have I didn't see that one was posted, actually, so. I, okay. I'm, yeah. But, uh, is there any specific points in there that you want to bring you to per- light? Or? You kind of hit them. Okay. Honestly, like, I don't know. There, he says something about how, like, it's weird how, like, the movie starts off with this weird bureaucracy thing that's kind of awesome with the fast talking. Like, he hits all these points. Mm-hmm. So. Actually, some of the music is, to my understanding, is actually repurposed from Evangelion, okay. which, like, some of those songs were just, like, in my head for days after I saw it. Because they're just great, like, montage, not exactly, but just, like, driving something crazy is going on, like, uh, really propulsive, heavy percussion music and stuff. Like, but yeah, it, like, that stuff that kind of, like, oh, well, the way Hideaki Anno uses music or cuts together weird, like, uh cut like he cuts away to stuff that's like underlines something for you the audience but the characters don't know that that has happened kind of thing like it would be like there's a conversation and then he'll show you something and then it'll return to the conversation and it's just kind of like a little like what they just said this image i showed you is important to what they just said they might have hit something but those characters won't know that you just know that. Like, there's this little kind of, like, winks and asides to the audience on occasion where it's just kind of like, yeah, something weird is going on. It's like, yeah, oh, that's great. Okay. And it ends on one of those, too. And I, I was, like, ooh, at the end of the movie. I was really happy. So hopefully they make seven more and it's awesome. But no, I don't know. Maybe too much of a good thing. I feel like I'm talking too fast. But it's that movie. See, it has the fast pace. Yeah. But I, I can't speak Japanese, so I'm doing the best with the syllables I have. Right. But anyway. Just say wanga all the time. Then you're probably good. I don't really know what to do with the, like to say about the title stuff because my understanding is it's called Godzilla Resurgence. Okay, but maybe it couldn't be released in all territories because worries about Independence Day resurgence. That has been the assertion I okay. have heard. Like that is the reason. So that's weird. That is weird. But Shin Godzilla. So yeah, yeah. And they 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 address like the Gojira versus Godzilla naming stuff in the movie. Uh. I don't really remember why it comes up. It's maybe it's just written somewhere as Godzilla, and then it's just like, what? Why would we call it that? Um, yeah, I don't know because it wouldn't make sense. No, not really. Yeah, but uh, yeah, really that there's like some. I felt like maybe I I have only seen it the one time. Maybe I just missed something because it is a very rapid, densely packed with dialogue movie. Yeah, I don't know what this Godzilla is or where it came from, really. And I love that because like. That is usually point one of just like, what is this thing? Oh, well, there was this nuclear test in this yeah. area and it mutated this thing. It was either a dinosaur, it was an iguana, whatever it was. Like, that's including the Dean Devlin produced Roland Emmerich movie, which, whatever. But do you think this has, do you think this has any tie to that, like, nuclear catastrophe Japan had? A the few Fukushima years stuff? Back? There, there does seem to be, like, there's definitely dialogue about Fukushima okay. and, like, so that's taken into account. Some imagery movie. of just kind of, a big wave of water and like boats flooding the streets of, of Japan and stuff seems to be kind of charged with that kind of, okay. that has happened to contemporary Japan. Okay. 
Uh, I don't know if there's like a one to. Oh no, I think there's a specific character detail relating to that. Okay, actually. The, anyway, the fate of Doctor Maki is uh, who knows. And okay. I'm, oh man. So yeah, I've actually really wanted to see it again since I saw it. So it's uh, it's quite a movie. It's, I'm gonna have to see if I can download it until I can buy it officially. Does it, it might be available relatively soon because of the staggered release thing. Like Funimation, like they have the distribution for here, but yeah. it's months after it came out in Japan. I don't know how they've handled that with the. Uh, like, there's been those Dragon Ball Armor of the Gods or something. Like, there was some special limited screening theatrical Dragon Ball stuff. That's I'd, right. I'm not a Dragon Ball guy, so someone else had a magical time, but... I know Sean saw it. Was it a magical time? I don't know. Okay. It sounded like it was super busy because it was San Francisco that he Oh, yeah. He, actually, he couldn't get into one of them, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 I remember hearing that. It was like, I figured who would go to the Dragon Ball thing, and it's just like, well... This guy. Enough people, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you can't just... I think we, we did buy our tickets ahead of time, like the night before, just in case. But I don't think we needed to. It was no. generally well attended, though. Uh-huh. Actually, that is the one thing now. The movie was so good, it fogged my brain, I forgot about it. Some dudes were just yelling at the screen at the beginning, and I hated them intensely yeah. that they were doing that. But fortunately, they shut up good. once it started really happening. Some respect for Godzilla. Yeah, you show some respect. And actually, you were saying, like, the theater thing. I don't, like, seeing Godzilla on a big screen seems like that's where he should be. Like, well, yeah, but for all of them. All of them, yeah. yeah. Like, he's a giant monster. Giant monsters look better on a giant screen. Let me screen. put it this way. Every Godzilla I could see in my lifetime on a big screen, Yeah, I did. Yeah. Except this one, which is super depressing. Okay. The, the one that, like, slipped through pretty fast, I caught it on a second-run theater, was Godzilla 2000. Which you're right, I forgot about that. That got a, a bit of a North American release, and yeah. I, I don't know, I I kind of was sitting like almost missed it, but I I caught it one rainy night. I forgot myself. about that one. Yeah, which I, like again, it just helps that movie. It's it's a corny movie, but just yeah. seeing giant monster giant scale helps a lot. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, maybe that's the thing. We're like, hopefully this movie is still great when I'm watching it on a Blu-ray, but I think it will be. Like yeah. I have I have decent confidence that. Elements that are great about it will still be great, even if you don't uh, stare up at the the giant dragon and just go, wow. Actually, he says something right here. There's a lot of classic Godzilla music in its original mono form throughout the movie, converting stuff to stereo ended up being too daunting. It all works together great. The soundtrack is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I generally agree with, yeah, it all all fits. Yeah. Um, And yeah, a lot of that traditional Godzilla theme. That's pretty good. um, I like that. So yeah, like I guess in conclusion, based on the crunching the numbers here, Hideaki Anno better than Hitchcock is what this works out to. I, just, I mean, uh, he's alive, so he's not He old. is alive, it's true, and he made a giant Godzilla, like a giant lizard movie. And, right. Uh, like as far as I can tell, Hitchcock failed to do that ever in his career, so. Did he never do anything with a lizard? You're right, he probably didn't. Yeah, like there was birds and, you know, he like, was, are they dinosaurs? But that wasn't really... Hitchcock was definitely more into weird human problems. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of psychology stuff, which... Uh, yeah. I mean, Psycho is the main thing, but Marnie also deals with a lot of weird repressed troubles and stuff. It's not great, but it's kind of good. Yeah. Uh, what was that other one? Rear Window? Yeah, a lot of great voyeurism stuff and murder. Yeah, I really like that one. But uh, yeah, Jimmy Stewart and did you know there's a game 
that's being developed by an indie guy or team right now that's kind of like that. That makes sense. The problem, the premise is you like, the like, whatever, the like alpha or whatever is out right now that I saw a little bit of gameplay of. Okay. Is that like you wake up and you're like looking out your window, you're in your bedroom, and you see like your neighbor's house across the street. And there's just, like, red lights on, and it looks all creepy and daunting, and, like, there's bear traps around. Okay. you're supposed to, like, go peek around his house to see, like, what's going on, but if he catches you, you, like... You go there? Yeah. Or, oh, okay, because there's, there's a scene where, like, Jimmy Stewart is kind of keeping an eye on Grace Kelly as she's poking around in, like, this murderer's apartment. Yeah. And it's great stuff because, like, he doesn't have control over what's going on, but he can see that he's coming up the hallway kind of yeah. stuff. Just that great kind of suspense situation. Well, the problem uh, is is that as a video game, you need to put control into like, yeah. the player somehow. But th- that means just, like, could they do, like, that PS2 game, Lifeline or something, where you're right. talking to the protagonist and be like, watch out, he's coming. But yeah. that's garbage. Or, like, <laughs> setting, like, waypoints for them to, like, move to. Sure, like kind of some amount of control, but it's there's some. Lag. But not really, not direct. But and then like you're maybe, saying no, you're it's maybe just, a little, that's the perspective. Is that really? It's wide? like a first person thing. So you're like looking, oh. peeking through his window and stuff like that. And if he catches you, he kills you. And then you but start can you kind of case the place from a distant perspective? It doesn't seem like it. Oh, okay. Because like for me, like the thing about Rear Window is just kind of that, like him looking out on the courtyard and just kind of all the characters sure. are just kind of arranged in this really like it's kind of ridiculous but it's just so like this i don't know this wall of characters that he can just kind of zero in on and kind of oh yeah there's a piano player and then there's the girl that does gymnastics every morning and then yeah. there's this old couple down here and all this kind of stuff like i just laying out what the interactive space in that kind of confined way like yeah. you're limited to this window and you can kind of see and like interact but yeah but you're saying it's a first person. How is so? It's a first person horror game. Like yeah, kind of. It's wh- still being developed, so it's silly. Like it's cartoony looking. What is the uh, <laughs> kind of rear window connection then? Like just the whole like your neighbor's up to something shady. Okay. You think. do you have your own kind of apartment you can return to? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So like, if he sees you, you hear a sound and he chases you, and you can run back to your apartment if you want, or your okay. house if you want to. So spying on the neighbors, something's wrong. Yeah. Okay. There was a sequence where like he's having a dream and he just like wakes up and like the neighbor is looking at him through the window, which is fucking terrifying. Yeah. Okay. And then like he's all big. Raymond Burr is there. Well, he's Ah. like, his whole head goes like in the window. Like he's looking in like he's a giant. Jeez. Okay. Is that the dream or that's that's the dream? And then like he wakes up and then it's just like daytime again or whatever. What's it called? I don't even remember. Okay. It's so early. that a rear window inspired alpha. I can, uh, I can find that out. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm seeing facetiously about, Hitchcock in some sense. Of course. No, uh, the thing about Hitchcock is that the stories he told or whatever were fine, but mm -hmm. I always liked his shots and how he planned out, like, how to show what's going on on the screen. Mm -hmm. It's, for, like, the time period that he did stuff, it was super forward-thinking for what, like, horror would become. Yeah. And even when I'm, like, kind of saying, wow, these special effects are old, he was still, like, using special effects and crazy set piece areas and stuff. Like, it's had to be, you know, steps have to be taken. But yeah. It just, uh, it's stuff that kind of looks a little weird now. It's, but, oh man. So, sort of related, but, uh, I decided to finally watch Psycho 2. 
I'm trying to remember which one that is. Yeah, it's, I think 1983. It's, uh, I want to say a man named Richard Franklin directly, but I'm not okay. 100%. But, uh, is that the cover with Anthony Perkins with the keys standing in front of the house? I th- that might be three. I think it's three. I but think that's I can't the remember. cover three. Like the the shot it ends on seems like it would be a perfect cover image. It's just like the house up on the hill and him standing there, and there's like a lightning bolt or something. It says psycho. Uh, but I don't know. It was a it, it, it was available for like I guess for local library fans. It was on a Hoopla. They just if okay. you have a library card that's in agreement with this streaming service, you can just borrow stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, it's pretty good. But, um, I don't know, something, I just wanted to finally watch it, because I, I've been kind of a weird, like, uh, I kind of like that remake, because it's just so weird, because it's just like, why would you it remake it? It does have Vince Vaughn. Uh, it also has Viggo Mortensen, and yep. I actually, I actually really like William H. Macy in that role he has. He's the, I forgot like, he's in it. Yeah, he's the investigator that, uh, gets attacked at the top of the stairs, which is, that it's a 56-year-old I mean, story. I think... The but. the thing with that movie that's weird is that it seemed very much like the people that were making it. Yeah. Like, that was just for them. Like, sure. It oh, seems yeah. like a student project of, like, let's recreate this film. Man. It's an experience. Yeah, it's yeah. like, we tricked people into letting us make this. Like, we're just gonna copy this movie, and it'll be kind of this, this weird, like, companion it, piece to the movie. It seems like it would be super fun if you're a fan of, like, Sure. Psycho. Like, let's put on a recreation of this classic. Like, yeah, yeah it's never gonna stand in its own light, really, because it's, it's just the same. Yeah. Like, it's just like, well, why would you make it like that? So, but, so that made me curious, though, about, like, well, there was, like, full tilt sequels to Psycho. Yeah. Like, the same actor playing the same character decades later. I think there were spiritual sequels as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, unofficial bootleggy I'm, sequels? I'm or? pretty sure Psycho went pretty deep with the... <laughs> it was a pretty... I mean, it was a big hit, so it's like, yeah, some guy in Italy is making Psycho or something. Who knows? But, uh... I, I will watch Psycho 3 at some point. I'm just... I just watched another Psycho movie, though, so I'm not right ready for another one. But, uh, yeah, it's set 22 years after the original film. Uh, Meg Tilly is in it, and she was actually really pretty good. She's, uh, the nature of her character is mysterious in it, but she works at the diner that, uh, oh, we're looking at unofficial sequels, or? No, I'm looking at the different stuff. I forgot that there was a Bates Motel pilot for a TV show. Oh, there's a series. It's on season four. Is it? Yeah, Vera Farmiga is uh, Mrs. Bates, and Freddie Highmore. You mean like is right on... now? Yeah, it's going no, on right now. I mean like 1987. They, oh, they tried to do this. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. So there was a 80s attempt at making a series out of it. Okay. Which uh, wait, but didn't Psycho Three yeah. come out in like 88? No, 86. Oh, okay. That but makes more sense. In 1990, Psycho Four came out. Did it? And this is the one that I've been trying to watch because I can't find it anywhere. Psycho 4, the beginning. Yeah. I've oh, never boy. seen this. Okay. but it's, Starring Anthony Perkins? It's Anthony Perkins. <laughs> Henry Thomas is in it? Like E.T. Kid? That's great. Like, probably. That's dope. All right. So I've only begun to go up the Psycho sequel uh, path, but I generally enjoyed it. It's a... Uh, I found it kind of like, well, this is just crazy trying to 
make a sequel to something that casts such a big shadow like Psycho. This right here, A Conversation with Norman. What is that? It's a homage to Psycho. Oh, unofficial or I guess unofficial. Oh, okay. I don't know who this Jonathan Parison guy is or whatever, but okay. This there, was 2005. There's also this uh Psycho Legacy. It's a documentary. Okay. Like yeah, there's No, I know. Like there's Psych- Psycho left a big footprint, you know, like But that that's kind of the thing that I was kind of impressed with just inherently of just like wow they're really doing it they're just making a movie they're just making a serious follow-up to this movie as best they can and uh it has some pretty fun little twists in it it's got some uh good performances like i said like i was probably most impressed with meg tilly Mm -hmm. uh but there's like one or two scenes in it where it's just like wow that's some 80s schlocky violent nonsense right there like there's yeah. one specific stab attack that's like through a person's mouth and there's just like fake head and it's just like this is so over the come on but i'm assuming this movie would have been like greenlit in light of like i don't know man teens are way into the friday 13th and people are eating our lunch man we gotta get norman back out there like that kind of thing like it's just yeah violent horror stuff is in right now halloween all this we need to make another one kind of thing so i'm assuming that's why it happened and felt it had to grime it up some for the most part though i was really impressed how restrained the movie was Mm. because like not a lot is happening like norman bates is the perfect red herring for a horror story because just like obviously i've seen that guy stab people before like he's gonna do it again isn't he of course so the whole movie you're just like assuming everything happening is well it's gotta be that guy he's the crazy knife killer from the movie yeah and then it's just like no there's other things going on yeah of course i mean it's like a 33 year old movie so i could just be like it wasn't him for this one this one this one this one and there was the secret character and all this stuff but whatever i don't know if i need to but you've you've seen Psycho two then, right? Yeah, it, and three. It's been years. I don't know if I ever saw three. Okay, I th- I've I'm pretty sure if if two is kind of schlocky, I think three schlocks it up a lot. I'm sure, but because uh, at the, at the end of two, it's essentially like no Norman's still crazy and he's back kind of thing. Yeah. But throughout that movie, he's trying his best to like keep keep it together. Yeah, and people are kind of pushing him, and bad bad stuffs going on with. Like, characters from the first movie wanting revenge, essentially, still, which they might. You know, like, that's sure. not illogical. So it's like, why are you trusting Norman? He should be back in jail. Like, all right, we're going to try to trick him into thinking everything's crazy and going crazy, and then he'll have to be arrested again. Like, this is the... Yeah. It's like, okay, I guess, but it doesn't go very well. Um, <laughs> let's use this as a nice segue for... Let's talk about Halloween, because that's coming up. Just horror. The day. Sure, okay. Yeah. So uh, Sure, actually, I have a movie here. Well, whatever, I don't need to. This this movie came out on Halloween 1962. Which so one? Do you mind if I... Uh, it's Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. Have you seen okay. that? No. It's pretty great. Is it? It has it has stuff that I thought was pretty great, but okay. uh, I don't need to elaborate on it now if you had a thing about just I Halloween didn't really have a thing necessarily. Okay. Just... I guess you could call Whatever Happened to Baby Jane a horror movie. It's It's about two sisters who hate each other. Okay. That uh, the rival actresses who live together now in uh, their retirement, essentially. Okay. Yeah. One has been crippled, so the other sister who was a child star and is like super bitter that she didn't have the like movie quality career that her older sister had in the 30s. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's just so it's uh, 
Betty Davis and Joan Crawford just hating each other intensely. <laughs> like it's really, it's really great. Just like character thing, but it's, it's got some, uh, like it had a legitimate, like that had a little story turn in it that I should have seen coming. But I should have known that was what was going to happen, but I was taken by it and I was really happy that it pulled it off. Cause I was just like, Oh, that casts everything in a totally different light, and you just pulled that on me at the end of the movie. Good job, movie. Like, I was just really happy at the end of the movie. Um, but throughout it, it just has some kind of just, like, weird, melancholic, kind of sad business. But just yeah. people's sanity fraying apart and just this, yeah. It's really, like, Betty Davis gets, like, the big, most showy part. But she makes a good good go with it. It's uh, hmm. quite crazy stuff. Um, when did it come out? 1962. Yeah. So, uh, it's an older, yeah, it's an older movie, but it, it, like, so it's not gonna be, like, crazy gory or violent or no, anything, no. but, like, yeah, it's, it's got kind of, it's shot in black and white still, for, which is, you know, in that era, that is more of a choice, so it's got kind yeah. of a noir kind of look and feel to some of it. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. I, I found it, like, maybe I was just looking, I wanted to enjoy it, so I did, but I, I feel it held up pretty well. Like, it's got a cool late title card, it kind of plays some old tricks, but pretty well. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it was something. So, anyway, that came out on Halloween. If you saw it on Halloween night in 1962, I decided you're super cool. Like, that was awesome. Sure. You were okay. ahead of the curve on that one. Uh, but other horror-related things, like, you're saying... It's let's just talk about horror, like, because when people are listening to this, there's still about ten days that they can, like... Watch The last week or... of Halloween, where they can watch some movies, maybe play a few games, read a book or something. Read a scary book. Yeah. Like Cujo. The scary dogs. Sure. Get you. It, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's kind of fun. I'm reading it right now. But not right now. What are some of your, uh... What are some of your favorite horror movies? Movies? Yeah. Like... Okay, say it's Halloween. Well, night. we're gonna put in a movie. Oh. What's the go-to movie right now for oh, like, man. like what's one that you haven't seen in a while? Maybe you're like, you know what, Halloween night. This is gonna be perfect to watch. Like, this is a real crowd pleaser because that's a different. Thing. No, like oh, okay. you and like maybe one other person. Oh, just in like your living room. Do you have one ready? Because like I'm just like I really like The Shining, but that's not. I mean, I don't really have one ready. I generally watch Halloween every Halloween. Last time I did that, I was I was kind of like someone who hadn't seen Halloween. I was like, here, check out Halloween. It's kind of slow. It's super slow. Yeah. Yeah. Which isn't bad. It just, in this context, it was like, this is not the party I promised or something. Like, I think oh, I screwed up okay. in the pitch a little bit. It's like, here's a scary one. Here's Rosemary's Baby or something. Where it's just like, yeah, oh, this is a bit of a slow burn. Slower. I know. I like that slow burn though. Halloween, it was just like, wow, there's just a lot of stalking. There's a lot of stalking. That's what that movie is. A lot of stalking. Yeah. First person stalking. Yeah. And okay, but I don't know. I was, I was, uh, yeah, maybe pro- like thing is slower than I thought too, but I like it. The thing. I think I like it more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The remake, I just, right? What? Oh, the re, yes. Okay. Yeah. As opposed to the fifties movie. Right. Which wasn't actually called... It was called something else, wasn't it? No. I'm pretty sure. It's the same title card. Really? Yeah, with like the oh, yeah, ice okay. breaking or whatever, or the snow. I thought... Okay, okay. Yeah. Um. Yes, the 1982 John Carpenter film. Yeah. With Kurt Russell. That that might actually be 
like if that's a horror movie, that's that is. probably m- my favorite. That is amongst the the very top for sure. Uh, I would consider Alien a horror movie, the first one. Okay, and actually, like that was the thing. One walking out of the thing, the most recent. It's like if someone asked me to choose, I'd be like, yeah, the thing's way better than Alien. Like it just than holds Alien? up better. It looks sure. good now. Yeah, like. That alien, just, like, the weird, you know, shape-shifting creature in the thing just still looks crazy. Yeah. Whereas there's scenes in Alien where it's like, yeah, it's a dude in a suit. Yeah. And, like, and specifically, actually, it's the android stuff where it's just like, yeah, that's not, that's not Ian Holmes' head at all. Like, it's just stuff that looks like they've reached a little too far, didn't quite have the prosthetics that looked awesome. Right. But they thought it looked awesome and good for you, but... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, do, not that like that was alien supposed to be the thing, but I like the thing the th- the thing with the thing. The thing with the thing is um, it's really impressive. It's all that movie is all about the distrust between the group. Yeah. With alien, they know it's an outside thing that's kind of festering in their ship. Yeah, like it it bursts out of people, but it doesn't take over people. And right? Who is that? So that that right? Yeah, it's not there. So the atmosphere is actually way heavier in the thing. I yeah, I thought so. And like, also the harsh environment, like it's the thing is much more about like it just feels shitty. Like mm-hmm. it is a shitty time if you're one of these people. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, I find that movie still manages to pull me in, whereas, yeah, I don't know, like, I kind of really, I, f- I feel like the conversation with the Alien franchise always seems to weirdly pit, like, Aliens for fans against Alien fans, uh-huh. which is like, oh, you Philistines who prefer Aliens, how dare you enjoy a I fast-paced action movie, ew, it's just like, didn't we see that in the theater? Yeah, there was a yeah. like Blu-ray, like there was a digital film fest screening of it. It was just like, yeah, yeah it's it's just a way more fun. It's movie. fun. It's super it's, fun. It's just more fun. Like, the sorry, thing, I want fun. The thing between the two is that because I think I respect a lot of choices I made in Alien mm-hmm. probably more. Sure, but I've seen Aliens about ten times more than Alien. Yeah, it just goes down smoother. I don't know. Maybe it's also just like, well, you can pull off a really good scare like one time. So maybe I mean, the jump scare with the cat is like the only the scare in like, that film. Maybe the first time I saw it, it was like that was a really like effective scare. I don't remember because it's now like the third or fourth time I've seen it. I think the headless Ian Holm is kind of crazy. Like that thing's gonna kill you, yeah. but. I don't know. It's just like the moment, the way it builds up its moments and then the payoffs, you remember that stuff the next time through. Like the chestburster scene, I knew that before I'd even seen the movie because yeah. it had been parodied. So maybe if I was like sitting down in a theater in 1979, I'd be like, whoa, this is crazy. This dinner scene turned into this horrible nightmare. This is an amazing movie. But I would never have that experience because I saw Spaceballs. So I read oh, it. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I saw it- Alien early. In life. So nothing had been... I didn't see Spaceballs until much later. Okay. That's the normal sequence of events. That's how it's supposed yeah. to have gone. But they both existed. I was a big Star I rem- Wars fan, I so I felt I could watch the parody. At that scene. Okay. It was terrible. As good. a kid? Good. Like, like that's, that's what it's supposed terrible. to do. <laughs> but, um... Thanks, okay. Ridley Scott? Anyway, yeah. I'm gonna move this a little into another direction. Okay, okay. Alien Isolation... Yeah. The game. Okay. 
I need to. I I froze up in that game partway through. Me too. I never finished it. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes me like. I don't know that I can be as glowing as I'm like, wow, this looks so awesome. I love this. And it's like, well, but you only played like a quarter of it. So see, I'll tell you my thing with it. Maybe it's pacing is that yeah. it's so stressful to me. I don't want to play more of it. The part I'm at, I hate <laughs> the idea of something looking for me and being chased. I just grabbing you out of a locker I or something. I fucking hate it. Yeah. So much. Also, I, the I androids are all creepy because they're just like look staring at you. I love. I I I think that's clever because like eyes always look weird anyway. Yeah. So give these characters weird looking. That's not right at all. Kind of eyes. That whole awesome. That game just freaks me out, man. Holy shit. That was probably a factor too. I found like I was in some sort of loop where I was uh, like. I think the part that really killed the momentum was there was like a really demanding. Oh, you need to press this tank this exact way uh, to trigger the thing. Yeah. And I was just like, I, I don't know. Like, I was just at a loss as to what to do because it seemed like, well, there's like one room and there's just like a couple tanks here. I don't know. Like, I'm pressing action and nothing's happening. Like, I got really like irritated then. And then it's like, oh, I have to press this thing at the base of the thing first and then I can insert the tank and then I can continue. Like, it was just like, Really weird, scripted, gated, like, you can't Video continue. game shit. Video game shit really sucked the energy out of it. And then shortly thereafter, I found myself kind of in, like, a stressful hallway where there's, like, a save point at one end or something. So I kept, like, going through the same area and getting killed over and over again. And I was just like, I will get back to this later. And that was years ago. Yeah. So, yeah. The, like, the design, like, just the look of it is all great. Like, yeah. I was just like, I am standing in the spaceship. Like, that's awesome. The, like, it's not the Nostromo, but it's it's that it vibes. Yeah. It looks exactly right, and I love that. But, yeah, I didn't uh, manage to muscle through all of that. Which, uh, man, that Soma game has some dope pacing. Yeah, we should talk that. about Soma for a second here. Oh, sure, for just quarter games I actually like? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I enjoyed no, playing it. See, this is a thing. Is that when they try to inject what they think horror is, I think that game fell flat. Because oh, the monster, when it's like, there's a scary thing in the room. Yeah. Yeah, okay. There's one specific part where you, like, go, you leave the first area, mm-hmm. you go, like, through the sea or whatever, then you go to another area, and it's, like, a bunch of, like, crew quarters, and, like, a hallway, and, like, And you're stuff. almost doing some gone homey type stuff. Like kind reading of. notes and getting but some But the problem is, is that there's this motherfucking monster that walks around in the hallways and, like, is kind of looking for you, but not really. It's just chilling. Oh, okay. And the annoying thing is, is that there's so much to look at in that area, but I felt like I was rushed through every room because he's kind of just, like, walking around this area that you're, like, trying to look it's at like, well, I want to just settle in and read, but I can't. But so I can't I'm because I'll leave. lose. It's not even that, like, I'm scared to. It's that I will, like... Fail. Fail. Yeah. And, like, it does that in a few parts in that game that I don't appreciate. Like, it's almost at odds with it. its yeah. own storytelling interests. See, the thing yeah. is, is that... Take out all the quote-unquote monsters, right? Mm -hmm. Leave the, like, weird machines that think they're humans or, like, humans that are, like, androids and, like, crushed beneath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave all the atmosphere stuff Mm -hmm. and, like, make it more like Gone Home. That's the best game of the year. I I think they could... I hate mechanically what that game did. I feel like they could afford to, like, still have one 
of the creatures, sure. the one that's at the bottom of everything. Because there's one in, like, this one area where end. it's, like, you open this door. Yeah. Like, it's it's near the end. Uh, not not the glowfish or whatever. No. Uh, there's, like, there was this one moment where I was, like, oh, crap, there's going to be a dude in here, and that's crazy. And it was, it was just kind of, like, the... The thought that there is this insane thing at the bottom of the ocean in this baser or something was just so unsettling and great. But I still had to run past it and get past it. But, but I wanted to. There's nothing there. Hmm? Because there's nothing there with that dude. That hallway is a bunch of like cords and like yeah stuff like that. There's no like notes hanging around that hallway. Oh yeah, you're is. right. Actually, so that's so a better constructed encounter because you're just there's a crazy creature and you're dealing with that right now. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's kind of like this weird labyrinth of like okay hallways, which is perfect for that sort of thing. Right, right. Okay. When you're yeah. in a crew quarter, when you're trying to look through lockers and stuff, and then this thing's like walking by, it's like fuck off. Hmm. Like I, I don't just, really remember that. Like the, okay. I think I might have, like, there was one where there was, like, there is a crushed robot dude in this kind of one area, and then there's a computer terminal, and, like, this kind of boxy-shaped thing is stalking around. Is that the one you're talking about? No, it's after that. Oh, it's after that. Okay. If we're talking about the same one, you're talking about the one at the beginning. It's one of the first ones, yeah. Yeah. So I thought maybe that was one. It's after that area. Okay. Completely. Anyway, I, I still generally enjoyed just, like, the pacing and narrative. Like, I was interested in the narrative so much that yeah. I was like, well, I'll deal with these scary situations because I want to know. Yeah. Whereas, like, like honestly, just, it's not like, oh, the water part was so scary and amnesia. It's more just like, I don't give a fuck about anything. Like, I'm in some castle or something. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on, and I don't care. So, like, it's easy to bounce out of that game because right. nothing interesting is going on. I don't know if, like, some cool story hooks come in, but... Maybe maybe it's really just like I'm more interested in like a sci-fi scary than yeah ancient for sure. spooky castle or whatever. It's just like for I, sure okay like yeah it's just a like setting thing like just hearing people talk about Soma and what it was about. I was like oh I got to check out Soma. Uh, Alien has its like even the horror movies we ended up talking about, which was like yo the thing is great and Alien. We're talking about like sci-fi horror. Yeah. I don't know about, like, the spooky slasher dude. Like, I kind of have fun with those. Those are fun. They're There's not... a kind of fun yeah. to be had, but it's never like, oh, man, Jason's going to get you or whatever. Like, there's something maybe a little more disturbing to what Freddy's about, but I never find the way it comes together in the movies is that crazy. Well, the fact that he's, like, this creepy pedophile that was burned to death. Yeah, but also that, like, he gets you dreams. where you can't hide, yeah. which is your own, like, unconscious. Yeah. That should be horrifying, but it's always a campy, goofy, zany time. Not always. Not always. But, like, well, three, four... Okay. The first time New is Nightmare the only is good. time it isn't. New Nightmare is a completely different... Thing, Two, though. I think, is the one I watched most recently, and it has, like, that's, the school bus and all this. That's a, that's a bad one. It's not a great one? Yeah. Like, well, it's, like, thrown together to capitalize on this unexpected success of the first one. Yeah, Like, yeah. just this kind of sequel thing. But, uh, yeah, it's not... It's like, what is it? Isn't there some crazy, like, the bus is on top of a giant stalactite, and there's, like, lava? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. The one I always remember, I think, is from 3, with, like, the pizza... Was there a pizza? Like, that's like the Dream Warriors, right? No. Was Three Dream Warriors? Yeah. That was the one where, like, Craven sort of came back to at least, like, write it. 
Like yeah. he he was more involved because two was such a piece of crap. But that was, was the idea. Dream Warriors was almost more like a weird Goonies. I didn't. Than I it did, was okay. I said horror. I said piece of crap, and that that is how two is regarded. I didn't have that bad of a time. It's just not. It's well, just not great. You can't really have a bad time with Nightmare on Elm Street because it's stupid. Well, Robert Englund is being Robert Englund. Yeah, I don't. know. I never did see that remake, by the way. Oh, I just. It's just all I like. I saw it first weekend. I just don't remember much about it. Like it just. Mm. It was just kind of a joyless thing that was there. I think Rooney Mara was the main person in it, which seems weird now. But hmm. I don't know. Just like best actress nominee, and it's like yeah, she was in that. But. Nah, I don't know. It wasn't, uh, okay. In terms of, like, recent years stuff, like, there's actually been a lot of stuff this year that I've been, like, I check Rotten Tomatoes frequently. I just generally, I just don't like being scared. So it's like, yeah. hey, don't breathe. It's really good. It's like, well, that's fantastic. Go have a good time. Like, I'm, I don't want to deal with that. Like, Lights Out's supposed to be okay. I've told there's a short film that's even scarier. So I'm less likely to watch it. Uh, like Conjuring 2 came out and I was just like, yeah, I liked the first one enough to watch it. Did you ever see that? But what the fuck is it called? The, but they've been reasonably well reviewed this year and it's just kind of been like, I don't want to watch it. So I haven't, I haven't really checked it out. Like Nine Lives is probably pretty scary in a way, but not right. a sausage party. Sorry, I'm just looking at a wall of movies. Yeah, I'm here. trying to find the name. Oh crap, that's not the right one. <laughs> uh, Daniel Radcliffe's dead body. Yeah, yeah. As you can see, Homer or Hank loves this shit. Oh, he, uh, he goes to see The Conjuring. That don't breathe. Like he loves horror movies because yeah, apparently he doesn't have feelings anymore. Well, I think I don't know. It's uh something about just. Tense situations, I don't like look for them, right? Necessarily, so I yeah, I don't know. I've just kind of found myself shying away from horror movies more so this year than in previous years. Oh, maybe it was last year that it came out. Well, there was uh the Purge. I don't know if those are supposed to be scary. I don't think they are. Those seem more kind of the uh, John Carpenter's like. Assault on Precinct 13, kind of. I did see this movie, this Bone Tomahawk. Is that a horror movie? Isn't it a Western? It's a Western horror, kind of. Oh, okay. It's on Netflix now, and I've thought about watching it, but... You know what? I'm going to give you some homework and say, watch it and let me know what you think, because I'd be interested to know what you think, because I know he loves it. Okay. And I felt like that would be a better book. Because it's paced weird to me for a visual medium. Oh, okay. But I'd like to hear like where you. I generally enjoy in. some. Uh, I know you like Kurt Russell. Pace. So oh, okay, but like, well, like it. It's you know it can be done right. Oh my god, I don't remember when the fuck this movie was. I think it's called It Follows. Well, yeah, I've seen It Follows. D- did you like that? Uh, generally, but I did. Uh, kind of stress out at all the right moments when it wanted you to kind of thing. Like, oh my goodness. Actually, the only thing that's like, I, the thing that stuck with me the most about that movie is like, no joke, immediately right after I watched it, I was at a red light at one in the morning and a woman walked directly towards my car, which from that movie's context, that is the whole thing of just like these weird, like it could be anyone. They could just like stalk and walk directly towards you. It was the weirdest thing. Like, cause why would you do that? She was asking for change. 
But it was just like, why are you doing this now? And I, I don't know. I was just like, here's all my money. Just whatever. Did your heart just like stop? It was so, like, I, yeah, I was like locking my door and just like freaking out. Cause it's just like, why is this happening now? Cause I had just been introduced to this concept yeah. of anyone could be any, like, you know, and I don't know. Yeah. It was, so that was the thing that kind of upgraded that movie a bit. I don't know if I even really enjoyed everything about the actual movie itself. Okay. I actually, I, I will say, I don't think I really like the last little bit. I hate the end. It's terrible. I yeah, it's it. just not great. It's just no. really not great. But when they're introducing it, actually, and there's the initial, like, uh, when it's grabbing somebody. Yeah. It kind of became less scary to me somehow. Cause it's like, oh, that's all it's going to do is just kind of fuck around with it. Like when it's just kind of like, well, it could just kill you. Like if it just, it's just going to touch you and it'll, you'll just die. I don't know. Like when it was, when it wasn't known what it exactly it does when it gets you, that's classic. Horror. I was scared, more scared than when yeah. it's like, oh, it'll kind of pull on your hair and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like it was, it, like as it went on and you see more of what it does, it got kind of. Let's get more into more known what happened it. after, where a At lady just started walking up to you. Oh, sure, yeah. That kind of freaked you out. Yeah, and let's just talk about the idea of horror okay. in general. So. You seem like... Like, it planted this seed. It seems like you have the same problem I do. Yeah. Where it's like, you know this thing is so implausible. You know that this probably is not going to happen. Yeah. But there's this weird doubt in your mind, and then your mind runs a little bit, and then that's what creates the scary situations for you. Kind of after, yeah. Yes. Like, it was like... Yeah, actually, sure. Like, when I was reading it, it's not like it's scary inherently. Right. But then it's, like, something about, like, a specific scene will just have, like, the possibility of, like, a hand just touching yours at a time when that ought not happen right. kind of thing. And then you're just kind of like, well, i got to reach over to my lamp, but... Like, it's kind of just... Yeah. yeah, after a reading session, some little idea will have wiggled in there that is more scary than anything you were actually Which just is reading. Which is why I want to come into why Silent Hill The Room is the most terrifying thing. Oh, really? In video games to me. Oh, okay. I've always hated home invasion things. Yeah, I remember, was it Your Next or... The Strangers. The Strangers was the big The Strangers, one. Okay. yeah. Your Next is another one though, right? With like Which... weird wolf masks or something? I don't remember. Okay, I'll, I'll have I mean, to look it up. The stra- you're right. The strangers is the one I was wondering about. This whole idea, like, for me, I'm very much, like, an introverted person who is m- very much a homebody. I feel yeah. like my home is my sanctuary, and, like, it's away from the world. I don't mind being stuck at home without contact with people for, like, days. It's yeah, not a problem yeah. for me. This is your fortress. So, yeah. the idea that things can, like, penetrate that, like barrier of like this is my sanctuary and attack me in it is terrifying so i played silent hill the room the first time when i was uh living at home in the basement still mm-hmm. and like but the way the basement was set up is that it kind of felt like my own apartment like i would come down the stairs instead of a doorway but like i had all my own shit in there and it was just the worst thing being like in my own space at night and just like if I heard anything like the cat moving upstairs, I would freak out because that game does a really good job of you have this hub world of your apartment, right? Mm-hmm. And like you go into different worlds or whatever and do creepy things because it's a Silent Hill game. Yeah. But the big thing is that every time you come back to your hub, 
it gets a little creepier. Like, you start hearing some whispers, and then, like, there's, like, hands coming out of the wall in parts, and then, like, a oh, ghost okay. appears. Like, so your safe space is corrupted more and more over the course right. of the game. And when it's when you're playing a video game on a TV, whatever, right? It's not that scary. Yeah. But then it plants a seed of like I hear a noise right after playing it and it's just like mm. what the fuck was that? <laughs> like I don't want to walk around sort of thing. Sure. Just kind of like I don't know. It's, like, it's the same thing why like I can't play PT ever. Because it's I won't too domestic I or? will never walk down a hallway in my after playing? I will never do it. Okay. After playing it. That shit creeps me out. I hate... Or, like, any time in a movie where, like, there's a part where somebody, like, looks out their window and, like, a face is there or something, I just don't look out windows mm. for, like, a week after that. <laughs> okay. Because it just plants this little seed of, like, if there's something that happens similarly... Like, if I watched that movie, It Follows, and I had the situation where I oh, was, you ha- like... You haven't seen it? Yeah. Or- Oh, you, oh like, right. No, you're talking about the ending. Sorry. If I watched, if you had watched the it, movie and then, like, had your situation of somebody walking up to me, I would have ran that light. I would have just taken off. Yeah. Because that actually is, like, my worst nightmare. It's just, like, <laughs> something immediately happening after that is... The seed's there. Echoes of the thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it was... That was... Yeah, so that's the thing I really remember from watching. It was, like... Right after this, like, perfectly serendipitous, stupid thing happened, uh, in just such an odd way that it, like, it wasn't like I looked and it was like, oh, that's like, obviously, like, he's got a basket full of bottles or something, like, where it's like, oh, I know what's happening right now. It was just like, what is happening? Like, it was just this, like, young, like, 25 year old woman or something. It was just like, why, what? Why now? Like, it was, it was so wrong. And then it was, oh, never mind. It's a normal situation, obviously. But yeah, I guess that movie was pretty good or something was kind of the sure. thing. Cause it, it managed to kind of like take an ordinary thing and like make it all weird. So just the idea of something that is consistently just coming after you slowly. Love is that. The worst. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but it also creates like the great like rule discussions. It was like, well, what you do is you live here in Japan and then you fly over here. Like, you have to alternate on this schedule, so it'll always be slowly walking at the bottom of the ocean, but, but the thing don't worry is, about it. The thing is, because it could be anyone, you don't know that. No, you know it's slowly... Once you've paced it out and figured out where it is when, you can chart where it's going to be. You don't know that. It could jump, like, bodies to something else near you, for all you know. It's... That's not how it works, though. That's not the rules the guy says. Yeah, but how does he know? I don't know. I'm, I, I guess I'm just taking, like, the rules that were set up by the guy 100%, like, that is the case, you know? So, that's, okay, whatever. It's it's not something we need to worry about, but it's just that idea of kind of, you could actually schedule out how to keep it at, at least most distance. At least you think you could. No, but you can, because you, you know how it you, works. No, you don't, because yeah, if you, you know how it works, you're dead. That's not true. What yeah. What do you mean, what do I mean? That dude passed it on and ran away. And he was okay. Yeah, until it came back, like, the next night. What? Maybe I forget a component of the movie. But, like, there's the guy that instructs the protagonist of the movie, Yeah, this yeah. is all fucked up and this is what happens. Oh, to, like, pass it on or whatever. Yeah, like, so pass it on. Right. Uh, now he's okay for now. But for now. But once she, if she dies, then he's not. So he knows that. So that, yeah, that's the kind of thing where it's like, if you're not keeping tabs on somebody... Yeah. Always. Yeah, well, it's like, the thing as is, soon as, if you're, if you're infected, essentially, that is your life now, 
yeah. is keeping that. The thing is, it doesn't matter, because even if it's not the thing you're running from, yeah. you're so paranoid, you're trying to keep track of everything. Like, it's still consumed you. Sure. Actually, now I'm going to compare it to, uh, like, that's sort of a thing I loved about Miasmata, where it has that creature on the island yeah. that is always a I haven't heard you talk about this for a long time. I love that game, though. I know you do. But it's a thing where it's like, the game does have you sort of preoccupied with something else, Uh which is mapping out the island. Yeah. So, like, it just creates this great situation where you have divided attention, and you're, like, triangulating, you're kind of looking around, and then you'll lower your map, and suddenly the panther thing is there, and you're just like, oh, fuck! Because you're busy doing something. Yeah, yeah. So like yeah. that that's the thing, yeah. Like if you're trying to live a normal life still cuz you're you're not in horror movie logic land or whatever. Yeah. And it follows, yeah, you're done. Like you can't just be like, "Ah, oh, fuck, I have an 8-hour shift." Shit. It's just yeah. like, "No, you don't cuz this isn't going to work anymore. You have to get in your car and go." Yeah. Like your life's over. You need to leave or else it'll literally be over. So it's just kind of, yeah, it's either your life is now constantly road tripping, which would be extremely unpredictable because it's just like, well, I don't know which direction is it going when, how perfect is it at like exact degrees. There's uncertainty there. That's why I'm saying the only way to do it is you're somehow financially okay enough to live in multiple continents is the only way. I mean, so a rich person infect them somehow or, and then they'll be able to deal with it. Sure. Or, like, I guess you just start a life of crime and steal, like, money from people, or... We've also been talking, like, everybody knows exactly what the premise of this movie is, essentially, which... It's an STD. Essentially, yeah, Yeah. essentially. But, uh, yeah, it's like, there's an invisible thing that is following you. It's a curse. It's a curse, sure. It's a curse. But it takes the form of a humanoid person. Yeah. Uh... It could look like anybody, which makes for some amazing shots in that movie, too, where you're oh, kind of, God, like, no, looking I at the background, trying to be like, wait, is that no. is that person walking? I love that, though. In the house? The house scene, Holy f- like, I couldn't even deal with that. I was like, I think we paused the movie, because yeah. I was just like, all right, I have to get a drink or something? Like, you just kind of come up with some excuse to, like, break the tension, because it's just too... Like, it's that open door waiting for the thing. Like, it's it's just no good. And when it's there, it's, like, broken again. So yeah. you're just like, oh, it's a tall guy. But that the moments of anticipation stuff, that's the stuff. So I'm never looking for... Like, I can appreciate when it's well done, I guess. But this latest span of horror movies that are supposed to be pretty good, I wasn't like, gotta get my ticket. It was just like, all right, I don't want... It. Like, I'm even hearing the new Ouija movie is pretty good. I don't care. You know, like it's reviewing mm. fairly well. People are saying good things. Good, have a good time. Is that the new paranormal activity idea? Well, like, it, I think it's, it's the Bloom House Productions, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's uh, it's the second. It's only the second one, so it hasn't been squeezed out right as much as like paranormal activity. Like uh, what was it? The Spanish edition. There was some sort of like no, there was like some sort of South American spinoff. That was just because Brazil loves those movies. So they just, like, made That one. makes sense. Yeah. It's yeah. just, like, the Marked Ones, I think, was specifically kind of, like, set there. Because oh. it's just, like, they're just eating it up down there. We should make one there. Because that's right. who wants they it. They should. Yeah. yeah. So they did. How many are there? Like, six? Yeah. I only saw There's the first one. I only ever saw the first one. I saw one. most of them. I think I missed two. Okay. Yeah. They were fine. Three was good. 
Which one's three? Uh, it's the it's the uh, 80s one. It's like a Bloody Mary, I think, factors into it a lot. It's a, like, video cassettes. Oh, it's, um, the one showing the, like, wife of the first one or something, her sister. It's like a prequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I did see that one. Was that the best one, or no? It's fine. Okay. They're all kind of similar. I remember the Connect being in one, which <laughs> that was, was the second one, I think. I read about good. that, yeah. That was pretty good. Spooky cameras. Um... But yeah, so if you ever get infected by the... Yeah, so Invisible Thing, it follows you. It's it's alright. It's pretty good. Uh, hey, the guy who did the Fez soundtrack, Disaster Piece, yeah. did the music for that. Um, Dope. And there's yeah. a, there's actually a track, like, uh, my wife Brittany saw it first, and that was like the only thing she had to report when she came back. I was like, I just couldn't get into that movie because I kept being like, did they just rip the Fez soundtrack and put it in here? Like, it's weird. And it's mm. like... And at the end, I think it credits his real name. Jordan so, something. But at the time, you're just like, whatever. that doesn't say disaster piece, so I don't know. Did they just, like, rip off this indie It is Jordan, right? Jordan I, Fair or something? Maybe. But, uh, yeah, she just <laughs> was so distracted by the musical component that uh, she didn't really have much to say about the, the scary stuff. Disaster piece. This guy... No, Richard Vreeland, that's right. Okay. Richard Vreeland, a.k.a. Disaster Piece. Yeah, yeah. Uh, spooky movie man now, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the ending's not great. They, no, it's they, bad, actually. They just, like, fight it in a pool, and it's just not... It just... I don't know. It really... And then they're walking away holding hands or whatever, and that thing's, like, following them. It's like, it's gonna throw stuff at you. Or whatever. I can't remember. Yeah, they're walking down the street, and there's there's a person behind them. Is it it? I don't know. And end of the movie. Yeah. Uh, spoilers, I guess. Well, but like that's we not didn't the reason. say anything about who was there. That's not the reason why you watch that movie. No, it, it's it's got its own kind of neat little yeah. monster idea, and it's uh it's kind of cool. So yeah, uh, so Halloween is coming up. Yeah, and uh, yeah, those are movies that like, we talked about. So I'd kind of like people to maybe tweet me or send in an email or For whatever. Like sweet recommendations? No, not recommendations. Just like. What are some games or movies that they play? Oh, that's like an annual. I'd be interested to see what like type of horror people are into because Outlast is kind of the new horror right now. You keep, me. yeah, I, I, I know you. You hate that format, though. I right? hate it. Yeah, like, is it something like you don't have any power in the world? Or I hate it. Okay, yeah, it's just kind of a weird obstacle course. Like, what is about the design that? Because I didn't like. Uh, I know Outlast was a PS Plus game quite a while ago. I have it on PS4. Yeah. Just didn't get it pulled in at all. Like, I was just like, mm, like it seems very, like, confined. It's just go down this hallway. I don't want to. All right, we're done. Like, it's it's just doesn't... Yeah. I, I didn't really get into it at all. So, you have a crappy night vision camera. I just don't like the type of horror where, like, I'm walking around without something... Like, I know this situation's fucked. And mm. I have, like, nothing to defend myself with at all, even a pipe yeah. or something. Because, like, it's like, at what point are you just like, well, what kind of insane person am I playing as that wouldn't defend themselves? Well, I think like, in the first Outlast, something happens at, like, an Asamus Asamus It's an insane asylum, asylum, yeah. And you're, like, a detective trying to figure out what's going on or something. Sure. But, like, I wouldn't do that, even if I was a detective. I so, would well, not. I'm really curious about this, like... 
go home. And Especially the police. Like, when you... when you look down the, like, first hallway and you see, like, a ghost or something of, like, a guy in a wheelchair. Like, or is no. a dude with glowing eyes or something? Like, yeah, I guess I'm done here. I figured out what happened. This place is fucked and it should be nuked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now that I've solved that, I don't want to slog through the actual... Yeah. yeah. Well, there's that, but I, I really do feel it's kind of like, well, what kind of protagonist wouldn't hit that thing or do yeah. anything? Like, kick like, it. Anything. Kick it. Yeah, do whatever you can. Like, sure, it might be ineffective, but that's life or death. Like, Yeah. Yeah, there just seems to be a disparity between what the player is feeling and what they're able to do. And I think the thing that annoys me most is that because the future of gaming right now is VR, this is the way it's going to go for a while. Ugh, yeah. I guess so. Where you get to, like, put on a VR helmet and watch terrible things happen to you when you don't get to fight back. Mm-hmm. In other words, I won't be playing horror games in VR. I just know I just won't. Because the most recent one is, what, Here They Lie is getting a lot of chatter right now? Or Okay. They're going to be stressful, and then I'm not going to, like, I'm going to have to look and see, like, my sister or brother in game or whatever die before, like, my very... Like, there's no way I'm going to play these. Yeah. Maybe that's something, like, I, just to, let's go back, uh, that's something I feel is actually really cool about Dark Souls, is there's scary stuff, but you have a way to deal with it. You know, like, it's it's yeah. got the crazy monster designs and kind of some messed up areas and whatever, but you are capable. You just need to yeah. get there, you know? Like, it's not... You just grip your you, sword a little tighter. Sure. Like... <laughs> or, yeah, just re reevaluate your inventory and... Try out that dragon tooth or something. Right. See if you can bludgeon that thing. But I don't know. Like it's it still has like the messed up monster designs, but then it's actually like you're not just some idiot though. You right. can actually deal with it. Uh yeah. Bloodborne is apparently more Lovecrafty too. So yeah. maybe I do it's like, the best of those. I think my favorite type of horror, because you were talking about like space horror probably being your favorite. Well, yeah, I guess so. That's just kind of where I'm I I really like the Lovecraftian type, like insanity playing a big part and like things in your mind going haywire maybe seeing things that aren't there or hearing voices i like that like has that been done well in a movie like in a movie i just i think of like jacob's ladder probably mouth of madness is a i never saw that one that's the thing it's okay but it's it's kind of one of those like oh this is underappreciated and yes i guess so but it's not that doesn't mean it's amazing i do like the silent hill movie the first one. The second one I like for a different reason because it's schlocky bullshit. Okay. But a crazy mannequin spider. Yeah. <laughs> we saw that in theater. Yeah, we yeah. saw that. Yeah. I have a Get Glue sticker of it. Yeah. Um, oh, man. I miss Get Glue. Yeah. But, but like, uh, I, I just remember the first movie being, I don't know. I think that's a hard thing. I think that's a hard thing to portray because as the viewer, you can't really get the horror of your mind, like, screwing with you. Yeah. Which that like maybe that should be a thing where video games are really good at it, but you, I, I feel like it's kind of like a thing you got to trust the developer not to just be a dick about it, like not to just screw with you for no good reason. Uh-huh. Like yeah, I don't know. Like when it's just a jump scare, I hate jump scares. Like when it's just like oh that jumped out at you. That's that's you know in movies that's you maybe have to do that to you know spice things up on occasion i don't know i don't think that's true but okay i'm, I, I'm giving some uh, yeah i'm trying to devil's advocate myself i, I guess yeah. but like when you're playing doom 3 are those jump scares really because it's the monster yes. was behind you yeah 
okay. Kinda. I don't know if that counts, really. Well, like, it's a thing where it's, like, once you get used to, like, oh, monsters could be back there, that's, you just know that. Yeah. But I guess it, it's a little cheap. But it's not like it's just spawning out of nowhere and attacking you now. Sure. Kind of thing. So, like, I, I still feel it's kind of, I guess I'm trying to be, like, there's moments in, in the Souls games where it's, like, ah, crap, I can't really deal with this monster, or those bone pyre things, actually, there's a, they can spring up out of the ground. Yeah. So you're just walking on, it's like, oh, like that can happen, but you're always at the ready, in a sense, to deal with stuff. So it's it's a little startling, but it's not, I don't feel it's as completely cheap and like, ugh, as my brief time with Five Nights at Freddy's, where it's just yeah. like, this is all you can do, is have to ward off things from jumping out at you, yeah. and they're going to jump out at you and freak out, or, or even, you know, like, I enjoyed sort of PT, but it has that kind of, the ghost grabbed you. I hate it. I hate that. Yeah. Like, it just feels like that's kind of unfair, and in a VR context, that's really jarring. Like, that's really kind of rude of you to do that. Not only that, but, like, it's one of those things that, you know how there's seizure warnings at, like, the beginning of some games or movies or whatever. Mm -hmm. Even YouTube videos now, depending, right? Yeah. That type of thing is something that like if somebody actually is playing a video game and they don't have like a great heart yeah that could actually just kill them sure like it it just seems like really a bit much it's too much like so the thing i like there's a example that i think might be what i think or maybe ought to be i don't know the regenerator enemies in resident Evil 4 yeah are there yeah, there it ne- it's never just like it jumps out of a grate or something. It's just you hear it breathing. I don't know that know that's it's true. There. I think one of them does like get you from something. Really? Yeah. I just played through it again. Like I know there's like once they you shoot out their knees, they can still wriggle along the ground, all scary. And well, it's not great. But <laughs> sure, but that's I like honestly the one that like got me the most was just in a cell in an area where I was just kind of that's probably what I'm thinking going of. into cells and looting them all at, and it's like eh, there's no enemies here and it's just like Ugh! like I walked right into it essentially yeah but I think you need to kind of play a little fair with something like that where it's just like you see it there you just know it's threatening and that's what's scary uh huh it's I agree. not it suddenly gotcha like and again the miasmata thing where we were on already. There's actually even, like, a little indicator when it's near you. So, like, it can kind of pop up when you're crouched or something and be like, yeah, it's, it's nearby kind of thing. So it, it gives you a heads up. Just it's those moments when you see it and know that that can end your game. Like the ghosts in uh, Pac-Man. Actually, you know what was bad for jump scares was mm-hmm. Dead Space. That's all that game was. I haven't played any of them in a while, but I believe you. It would just be like... The thing that game did well is mm-hmm. that you're, like, walking around this ship. Actually, I do remember tentacles and, getting you. And it's, like, super quiet or whatever. It's moody. So, like, it's building up tension already as it is. Yeah. And then there's just, like, you go up near, like, a grate or something, and it just, like, jumps out at you through. And now it's a quick time event you. or something. Yeah, that does happen. And... That game's really So, yeah, bad if for you that. were just like, here's Dead Space and now it's in VR, like, yeah, that sounds awful. Yeah. So, you just kind of have to re evaluate everything you're doing. I'll for tell me you. not to have a horrible, horrible, horrible time and not want to play it. I'll it tell you what like horror is. Do. Horror is killing a zombie down a hallway and then it jumping back up to you with claws and running at you. Okay. Like redheads or Yeah. Wind? Okay. Yeah. 
That first Resident Evil? Resident Evil games actually do horror very well. <laughs> it, yeah, like, it's Resident like... Resident Evil 2 had Mr. X punch through walls and chase yeah. you. Yeah, I remember that guy. Nemesis kind of did the same thing. He would just show up randomly and run after you. Mm-hmm. The but feeling like of that being you're, chased. You're playing a character who is supposed to be good at this, you know? Like they're they're the SWAT team, essentially. Yeah, they have they're armed, they're ready for they're crazy stuff to go on. I mean most of them are ex army. Like they're trained to do this shit. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, well they belong in here. Yeah. Whereas yeah, if it, you have like a thin justification for why like I think I think it might actually be like an investigative reporter in Outlast. It's just like yeah, oh I, I heard right. I heard something's going on in this asylum. Yeah. So I'm gonna blunder in here without any weapons. Like, why or, would you do that? It's like, well, I already don't like this character or what they're Yeah, he's they're an about. idiot. Yeah, like, I wouldn't do that. So, yeah, you're already at odds. Whereas Frank West, I don't know. Frank West is the same thing, where he's an investigative dude, but he's just capable of murdering thousands of zombies by himself, because it's an insane video game. So yeah. it's never scary, but I like them a lot. So I don't know. What I don't particularly means. like Dead Rising games. Dead Rising I decided. Two is really good. Okay. My biggest problem with the Dead Rising games is that I don't like when zombies are the obstacles to overcome. Yeah. As, like, the main conceit of the game. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, they're not the main antagonist, really. They're just present. They're just the pressure cooker, I guess, for the whole situation. Like, I was having this discussion, actually, today, with somebody in text. Mm -hmm. And, like, the reason why I don't mind, like, Resident Evil having zombies, like, as an enemy, is because the main obstacle... In that is like moving around this house and finding out what's going on, and different enemies are kind of like there. Yeah, but like in Dead Rising, it really feels like you're saving, you're saving survivors from zombies. You're trying to kill zombies to get around. Like zombies are the obstacle in this area that you're always dealing with, and like psychos. It's mostly the psychos are really the well, they're the bosses. Yeah, yeah, but like. The thing that you're doing is like, well, I'm going to mow down a bunch of zombies to get to this guy and bring him back or something. Mm-hmm. And I'll mow down more zombies. It, it's just not the type of gameplay I enjoy. Well, it doesn't have the kind of I'm exploring for a, to reach a certain end like Resident Evil has. It's more right. just like you're just kind of doing busy work for a bunch of time right. in this zombie sandbox. Yeah. And if you like that, hey... Well, I mean, if you like that, that's kind of the only game that does it. It's weird, though. Yeah, it's not really... Like, it's a horror thing in that zombies, but it's not... It's not a horror game. It's not really a horror game at all. It's an action game. It's It's like like a comic action game. Yeah, which is fine. It's just that I don't really like the, like, pacing for what that means. I don't like picking up different stuff and, like, seeing, oh, what happens if I use this to hit a zombie? Like, that's not Oh, this isn't effective. That's not fun to me. That that achievement chase stuff in that game is the real thing for me. I just love doing all the dope. That just seems like you would be funny. better off just getting into meth. I think no, man. It's, it, there's no <laughs> after effects. It doesn't mess with your teeth or anything. It's just well, it might not mess with your teeth. <laughs> yeah, so that's really the that, big difference. That's really the. It's big totally. Thing. It's totally like chasing that achievement high or whatever. Like it right. is. Yeah, like there's. Some of the most tedious tedium I've ever done for a video games, probably Dead Rising 2. Yeah. But I don't know. I still just had to do it. I don't know. That's, I mean, it's like, I really wanted whatever. to. Whatever. That's a type of game for, like, I had fun with Dead Rising 1 and Dead Rising 2 for a couple hours when, like, I they got were fresh on. Or, yeah. And then I was good. That's why I still think that that 
Dead Rising 2 thing, that Case Zero or whatever the hell it was. That yeah, the smaller ones with the smaller loops. Yeah, I like it's that. It's almost better. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just like, well, I get to thoroughly explore all the possibilities here as opposed to and then I'm done. stretching that out over like right. 12 hours that you go through over and over again. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I liked that. Because mm-hmm. that was a perfect amount for me. But yeah. Huh. Now, yeah. Now I'm just kind of zombie media in general though i don't know like how scary that has really been for zombies zombies like yeah i feel like the first wreck movie was pretty intense it's a it's a it was remade here as quarantine yeah uh oh there's a handful of them rec i was thinking r-e-c-k i saw that r-e-c-k in a like a packed like Calgary Film Festival screening or whatever, and it's perfect atmosphere for that. Yeah. I don't know if I like that movie exactly, but that was a scary experience because right. it was just like everybody was hanging off the edge of the seat kind of thing. Like it was just that room was charged up with like oh, like people were just like screaming. Actually, yeah. it's like oh, weird. This is weird. And then yeah, like once that movie gets to like this really confined space, you're in like this attic. It was weird because, like, watching that movie, I was like, wow, this is actually really similar to Resident Evil uh-huh. in a way. Because it's like the characters have to find certain keys to find stuff. And, like, there was, like, a, a character that seemed essentially like Lisa from the first game that was at the heart of the whole thing. That was, like, Patient Zero or yeah, whatever, yeah. like, an early. And, like, they only realized they've accidentally, like, fled into her place and they're up in her attic kind of thing. It was just yeah. like, oh, man. Like, it was like one of those t- you-can-cut-the-tension kind of moments oh, in yeah. a movie theater. It was when amazing. they realize what's yeah. going on. Yeah. So that was probably, like, the best, like... Like, I would hear about this forever. Like, you know, like, just... I love behind-the-scenes features and stuff. Like, hearing Steven Spielberg talk about, like, a whole theater screaming when this head... The head appears in the hole in Jaws. And just being like, what are you talking about? Because, oh, like, yeah, yeah. I watched that movie with my dad eating pretzels or something. Like, right. it wasn't a charged atmosphere like yeah. that. But then kind of getting, like, oh, okay. Like, in the right circumstances, like, the crowd can actually, like, magnify... For sure. ...what is scary about yeah, all yeah. of this. So... That was probably, yeah, that actually might be, like, the best I went to see a horror movie and everybody freaked out like, okay. kind of thing. Because even, like, you know, you'd see the commercials where it's like, oh, you just saw 28 Days Later. What do you think? And I was like, oh, my God, it was so scary. And then, you know, you watch it four years later on home video and you're just like, yeah, that's right. Cillian Murphy's there and whatever. I think. Like, I, I just wasn't I think it. the thing with zombies is that the original conceit for zombies is scary. Where like this losing vo- your humanity, this or- voodoo thing is like putting you basically in like a walking coma that like you're stuck in, almost yeah. like a curse or whatever. Okay, the idea of it is scary, but the way zombies are used is they're used as kind of like an antagonist that you're running away from. When really they should just kind of the reason I like Romero films is because the zombies are just there as the stress to like make a group break and turn on itself. Yeah. There's that kind of human is the worst enemy kind of thing. Yeah. But I feel there's also, like, moments, specifically in Dawn of the Dead, where it seems to be, like, if you're agoraphobic, this is the scariest movie ever. Uh Because it's just, like, you're getting, like, overwhelmed in an elevator by, like, a crowd that is going to kill you. Like, that should be scary, but I just don't really feel that Uh quite the same way. So it, it wasn't, like, 
I don't know. It just was like, just get out of there. What are you doing? Like the sure. the way people kind of just start stumbling over their own feet in some of the situations in Romero films. And the thing I felt he always does is like, there's just straight up gross cannibalism happening. Yeah. <laughs> Which the is unnerving. I don't love so it. Great. But yeah, just like having like a group of like 10 people just sitting around like eating meat. It's just, yeah. it's gross. It it's is. gross. I don't know if it's like that scary, but I will remember it. So maybe that means it's scary. Cause then sure. it's just like, eh. I don't know. Anyway, just round and round we go horror movies all the time. Yeah. Uh, if I had to boil it down to one movie though. Yeah. It's probably the thing. So we already, the thing is that. really good. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like, Practical okay, effects. so for video games, I'm going to say that... And if it has people, the turning against each other thing, too. If people but. haven't checked out Soma, they should do that. I'm I think so, yeah. That's uh Like, even if play. you bounced off of Amnesia, like, it's I think it's, it's only, like, 8 to 10 hours. It's a pretty short play. It's, Maybe even less, but yeah. yeah it was uh, it was pretty compelling yeah. pacing, though. Yeah, I, yeah. I really liked it. Um, despite, I guess, yeah, there's a couple, like, we have monsters in it, so you got to watch out for that like yeah i felt there was like one adventure game logic moment too where i was like yeah where it's like what does it want me to do like there was there was a little thing where you can kind of swap consciousnesses or whatever yeah but there was one where it was just kind of there's multiple people loaded up on this computer and you need to i don't know at some point i think i had to look up a fact to get past one of the puzzles but Okay. Generally, I, I oh, like the details of that yeah. world, yeah. You're talking about... Actually, you know what? I'm not going to say it. We can talk off. Yeah, I guess it doesn't really if somebody material. wants to play it, yeah, that yeah. part might be interesting to them. There's some I, cool cyberpunkin, like... There's some cool stuff, man. There's some cool stuff in that game. I do highly recommend it as the horror game of the year to try out for Halloween. Um, For movies... I'm just going to say Halloween. Like, if you haven't seen it, just give that a shot. Oh, Malcolm McDowell, Rob Zombie. Yep. And yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. That's not the one. I know. Donald Pleasance. Although. Jamie Lee Curtis. I don't hate those either. So you could the watch The second those. one was kind of crappy? Well, yeah. Was that but, fair? Yeah, but that's because the second one was Rob Zombie going off script of what made Halloween Halloween and just trying his own thing and it fucking failed. I'm kind of curious about Halloween 3. Because I'm told Season that's, of the Witch? Yeah, that's it's the great. one where it's like an anthology movie, right? Like, it's not about it's Michael great. Myers? Yeah. Okay. That Halloween series was never really meant to be about Michael Myers when it started. It was but there a, was two in a row that were, so then yeah. that was the expectation was set now, I guess? I guess. It's one of those yeah. things where Halloween was supposed to kind of be like, every time they released one, it would be like a scary tale sort of thing. Like, as if you were reading like a scary tale book or something, right? Yeah, yeah. And it would be a different story every time. It's just that the Michael Myers thing, they felt they had to wrap up somehow, because... Halloween one ends with like him being like, Oh, where is he? He could be here. He could like, it ends with a bunch of shots mm-hmm. in the house of where like he's attacked. Oh, Laurie. okay. And like, this is after it's like, Oh, he disappeared. Yeah. Like, okay. because something happens and it's like, Oh, he's probably dead or whatever. Then they look to see where his body was. He's gone. And then it shows a bunch of like places that he attacked her. Oh, okay. In the house. Cool. Kind of like, where could he be sort of thing. Yeah. And then I think they probably got, like, enough money that the studio's like, we should follow up on this because it's a good idea, and, like, we should probably give a little bit of closure or something. So then they put him in a second movie. Yeah. Which was, in, 
takes place a lot in a hospital, which yep. is kind of creepy and weird. Mm-hmm. But um, three, I had been like oversold that movie though, where it's just like, oh, it's so good, and it's just like it's it's all right. Like sure. it's it just an expectation management thing. It was just like yeah. But anyway, yeah. That's a dated movie, by the way. If you're gonna watch Halloween, just know that it's dated. Like all of them are Halloween two, both. Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> Halloween three is actually okay. okay. I like that movie quite a bit. The masks, man. Scary masks. Then? It's slow pace as fuck, though. Nice. Holy nice. shit! I'm hoping that like a lot of this stuff is just on streaming services right now because it's October. Yeah. So maybe it's just yeah, like, yeah. hey, here's a bunch of stuff you can check it out. But. uh... Yeah, I, I must just like Trick or Treat was okay. It was that one that was kind of an anthology, but yeah. like kind of narratively constructed to wrap in on itself, which was kind of cool. Uh-huh. But maybe that movie's been oversold too because it was kind of, oh, it's this hidden gem. No one knows about it. And now maybe, eh, it's all right. Like yeah. that kind of thing. Or if you want shitty movies, check out it. Pumpkinhead. It's a pretty uh, dumb one. The first one takes itself like pretty seriously. Yeah. And it's not bad. Like yeah. it's kind of okay. I was uh, kind of impressed with like how more, it's like a fable you were probably impressed because you were expecting like garbage total though. garbage yeah, yeah. it's like oh this actually is like a moral fable about like see just I, getting what you wished for kind of thing i was like, expecting was... just like this is gonna be like a great just horror movie mm. yeah no <laughs> it's there's nothing lance henriksen is in a bunch though so if i mean you that want, guy's like, in a, everything if you want a great for a period of time i guess so if you want a starring role for Lance Henriksen, Pumpkinhead. Yeah. I have n- I cannot speak at all to the Pumpkinhead sequels uh, or Leprechaun, any of them. I bet they're not good. They're real bad. Yeah. Leprechaun in the Hood. That is a movie. Yeah. And in space. Yep. Jennifer Aniston's in that one. In the space one or the Hood one? I can't remember. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't matter. No. Uh, yeah. Warwick Davis. Check it out. Um, Midgets. They're scary. <laughs> Willow in, in stores now. Yeah. Uh, I think we're out of stuff. We're done. Thanks for Halloween yeah. it up with us. Get ready for scary stuff. And uh, video games as well. Yeah. Those were also discussed. Video games. Closing thoughts. Souls is good. Eternal, Eternal Darkness isn't. Right. Soma is good. Soma's real good. Uh, Shin Godzilla is really good. I will say that. Uh, yeah, I bet. Uh, Nintendo Switch, I don't know. I forgot all about that. Remember that? That was so long ago. That was like four hours ago. Uh, more, more needs to be known about that. And then, yeah, boob it Shovel Knight. Is it good? Yeah. It's okay. okay. I liked it. Okay. Bye.